Ryan and I, our ninth grade year, were literally liquid dog shit. Well, I drain a 30-foot putt, and I'll never forget. He was pissed. <laughs> he took, like, three steps, swiped his ball off, and, like, walked back to the cart. If y'all try and pull some shit again, I'm going to go and get some chips. I know exactly what they need to do to fix baseball. Lower the seams and bring steroids back. Welcome, guys, to the SB Golf Podcast. I'm Jake. To my left is Ryan and producer Michael. And to our guest on our right is Trey Deal. So welcome to the show. Your first guest. Yeah, glad to be here. This is quite a setup. I'm, I'm really impressed, actually. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Well, uh, I mean, I guess the point of the day, obviously, uh, we can get into it a little bit. Obviously, you can tell your story on how you got into golf and where it took you. But Wanted to bring a guy on that obviously we're very close with. Uh, we we play golf all the time, all all five of us, including Kendall. Together, we played a lot in the past, and we know your history. So we obviously wanted to talk a little bit about it, and you know, see if see what we can talk about. So if you want to, yeah, the beginning, yeah, absolutely, right from the beginning. How'd you start? You know, where did it lead you? Yeah, I mean, uh, golf my whole life, and if you've ever heard of Martinsville, Virginia, like. You'd be one of like five people that actually know where that is. The racetrack? Yeah. That, and that's, if you say Martins, that's all there. There's six people that know now. Yeah. <laughs> there's six or seven now. That's there's good. a, there's a, uh, oh, what's that? What's that little restaurant that's only like Southern Virginia? It's bl- like this baby blue, bright blue color. There's a Biscuitville. Biscuitville. That's in that area. That, that place is amazing. Oh god, I got to. There was a place called Rumley's when I was growing up that was great. I don't think it's there anymore. There's one in Danville, and it's like a big thing in Danville. Well, Danville's booming. Is it like a is it like a diner? No, it's only a drive-through, and you like you you like ride around it. It's this funky blue color. I'll have to look. Yeah, I'd be curious what that is. But that shows you how much how great Martinsville (laughs) is. We talked for four seconds, and we were already off of like anything Martinsville related. (laughs) No, I'm sure there's one of these in Martinsville because the people (laughs) from that part of the state are like. Y'all have never been. It's not like a Sonic or something like that, is it? Uh, no. So it's like not a chain. It's it's a chain, but it's like a small. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. It's like a family owned chain. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I got you. Well, yeah, I grew up there. Um, I don't know. I was probably had a golf club in my hand at probably three years old. There's really not a lot to do there. So if you're not into NASCAR, and most three year olds aren't, um, there are five or six <laughs> golf courses. At least there were. Um. You know, I, I started playing junior golf tournaments. I think I played my first actual golf tournament at age six. Jeez. Um, it, it, was, it was like a 10U golf tournament. And I played at six, and it was actually the first time I had walked nine holes. That was your first tournament ever? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. I had never actually walked nine holes by myself. Like, wow. I carried my bag the whole, the whole thing. And um, they, don't have, they don't provide caddies at six? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's not a, not a lot of people lined up to carry a six-year-old's golf Probably tournament. Probably not. Um, no. But, but, you know, I don't know, um, you know, middle school, high school, um, you know, I played soccer, I played baseball, I played some of the other sports, a little bit of tennis, but quite frankly, um, you know, once, once I got to 15, 16 years old, um, I had to, I had to pick and, and I wasn't, I was okay at soccer. I was okay at baseball. I was really, really good at golf. Um, and I'll give you a, you know, there's a golf tournament in Henry County, which is where Martinsville is it's called the Henry County juniors. Um, when I was 11, I had won it when I was 7, 8, 9, and 10. And when I was 11, I aged up into the 12U. Well, the um, at that age, you can't play 
the blue tees, which is the only way you could win the overall. You're still you're still at kind of a combination white tee, red tee for the younger kids. So we actually asked the league if they would move me back to the back tees so that I have a chance to win the overall. Um, I lost by two um, to a 17-year-old. Oh man. Um, and that and that was, is it up to 18 or is it up to 17? It's 17. Okay. It's 17 and under. Um, but I mean, I'm like 11 years old, man. I'm playing like 17 year old kids. That's nuts. Yeah. And you know, so the next year, the same tournament, um, I did the same thing. Um, I was 12 and I think I won by 31 shots or something, <laughs> was something crazy. But that, that was like the, the first time I realized, you know, I had a talent at something. I mean, I, I love sports and things, but I, I, I just got to a point where I had to pick one and golf was just the easy choice for me. Yeah. Um, you don't know. 15, 16 years old, I really started kind of traveling like the AAU circuit, um, you know, the AJGA for folks that know what that is. I played in all of those events. Um, you know, 16 years old, my dad and my mom are flying me around Florida, Texas, no, no up, up and down the East Coast playing in the you know, the major golf tournaments, the big ones. Um, I don't know, a lot of fun. Um, high school golf, uh, Martinsville High School. It was really cool my freshman year. Um, they actually had the regional and state tournament at my home golf course. That helps. It does. Uh, we had a we had a really good team. Um, our team was actually so good. I was the last man on the team. Damn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn. Um, you know, if you it was most of the like during the season, the matches were nine holes. If you couldn't shoot 34, 35, you weren't going to play. Hmm. that's not like our high school experience no, at all not it's not like that if i'm not mistaken like i don't think martinsville even has a high school team anymore i don't think they could oh, even geez. feel the team was it a big obviously not a big school right no my my graduation class was like 45 kids as a public school yeah wow Dang. but i mean again, again i was in the town right so like if you looked at the county i think there were six high schools okay so the county as a whole gotcha you know, it's pretty yeah. big well city of martinsville martinsville is like is it not a halfway decent city or is it like a little town? With the right well, track? when I grew up, it was industrial, right? A lot of that industry is not there anymore. Thank you. Carter Banks headquarters are at Martinsville. Oh, no. So your whole school, public school, high school was like a couple hundred people. Yep. And you had that much talent in golf. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. My dad, I mean, it started with my dad. My dad played four years at Virginia Tech. Um, so, I mean, he, uh, he was instrumental in my game, but he also left me alone. Like when I'd be on the practice range, uh, he'd come up and watch me hit balls and he'd give me a little pointers here and there. But for the most part, he left me alone. Um, That's nice. My swing's a little bit natural. I mean, you guys have played with me before. It's a, like you see me hit shots. It's a lot of feel, right? Mm -hmm. I don't look at a lot of yardages like some people. I don't read greens the way some people do. It, it's, it's a feel play. And that just comes from really never having an instructor. You know, it just sort of played the way I play and, and it always worked. You hit it. You hit it about that far. Yeah, yeah. Like, one forty-five to one forty-seven. Yeah, I mean, how, about that far. how far are you playing this one to that pin right there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how hard is it? The hole's right there. It can't, it can't be that hard, right? No, but I mean, that, that's how I played. That's how I grew up. You don't see that often anymore. That's you really we, don't. No, we we get beyond frustrated with some of the old guys at Woodbury. Yeah. Who have played there? I'm not going to say names, but have played there thousands of times. Yeah. And they'll be on eight one fifty out. 
and they'll go back and get like two different clubs. But right. we're sitting there waiting one. Well, it's like you have played this course more than yeah. anybody. You've played you played this golf just, course for 50 years. Yeah, how, how do you, do you not just not know? know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and does it even matter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, well, you're still, still going to hit it 100 yards right anyways. Coming on up there. <laughs> well, it's like some of the fastest rounds me and you've played out there is because we don't – I mean, okay, I'm you know in this spot. I know that's a nine iron. I know this is a pitching wedge. I know that you know you just know every shot. And we haven't played there as much as most people. And absolutely – I mean, even the – even when we were in high school, we didn't really have range finders either. So like we knew our distances when we went through, I mean, especially y'all younger wise, but when you guys would go to Woodbury, it's so easy just to know that course when you play it, you know, five, five days out of seven of the week. And like, you can just sit there and be like, yeah, I don't even need a range finder to go out. Cause I know all my, I know within a, you know, five I mean, to 10 they, yards, if they took the hundred yard marker and the one fifty up and all that up. It would make a difference. No, Cause we just absolutely know, like, yeah, this is a pitching yeah. range. Yeah. But um so pals yeah p-o-w and they're oh my gosh they're everywhere no that is so it's drive is it like a that's what it looks like so it's like fast food what kind of food is it? Does it say exactly it's where like, that is? And it's just, it's just this little area. Hmm. And people from outside of that area, people from inside of that area, they come out and they're like, like, y'all eat at Pals? And you're like, what's Pals? They're like, how have you never heard of oh Pals? <laughs> so going to Tech, which is right here, there's a bunch of people from this area that go to Tech, and they're all like, how do you not know this restaurant? So, like, but, it, but is that more like Blacksburg area? Is that that way or? No, this is um I don't know what big city is right here. Uh, you may know better than we do. There's Middlesboro. I think Martinsville is more like over yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit yeah, maybe west of where Martinsville is. What's that? It looks like a city. What's right another there? town right in that area? Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Bluff City. I'm a tough time. Boring and bluff. Is that Knoxville in the corner? Yeah. That's oh, more, yeah, that's, so over, down that's You're going in like the Appalachian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down near Bristol. You're, you're getting like West Virginia corner. Yeah, way down. I mean, oh, look, look at that it, building that says Powell on the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so whenever I hear Jeez. somebody from like that part of the state, my mind goes to that restaurant and those experiences in college because those people, they, they were like. Yeah, like serious. How have you never heard of this place? That's like the Culver's of Wisconsin. Well, I like feel, that's I feel a road trip coming then. Yeah, uh, go there's only one way to like solve this problem. So good, good golf courses, like go I, oh, good enough to like go back and oh yeah, do a road yeah, trip down yeah, there yeah, just to have golf could, and pals. We could absolutely make that happen. Hit up, uh, have a tea time at nine o'clock and pals by two. Oh, what man. are the uh, what are the good golf courses down there? Yeah, Southern Virginia, like so where I'm from. Have you ever heard of Chat Moss Country Club? That's all. That's a big one. That's where like our locals play. If you want to go play some of the nicer courses, go a little further north and you get up. Um, Next to Smith Mountain Lake. Yep. You can definitely play like water. Is it waters at waterfront? Yeah. Water's edge, water's front. Yeah. There's definitely some nice places through there. I mean, Roanoke's not that far away. Eden, North Carolina's got courses. Um, what is the course down in? Shoot, it's like a top ten every year in Virginia. Um, in the south. It's in the southwest. It's between Bristol and Roanoke. It's almost in Roanoke. It's in Roanoke, isn't it? It's a. Uh, you I'm looking it up right now. Just do like top, just do top ten courses in Virginia. It's like number two or four or something like that. It's it's pretty high up there. 
No. Yeah, CCV and that stuff. That's all like Richmond. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, this one's in or close to Roanoke. I mean, obviously Kenlock pops up first. That's in yeah, that's Richmond area. You know, when y'all want to go play there, you get us in. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on that. Uh, the old farms, Bristol. Oh, that's a nice one. I'm thinking of another one. RTJ pops up. Oh, we talking about Primlin? No. No, I do. It's he's gonna say it. It's gonna make Valley me Valley Act. Yeah, okay. You played it? I, of course I played it. Okay. Okay. Have you played Kenlock before? I have played Kenlock one time. Okay. So I was actually this is funny. I was I was oh, cat, yeah, yeah. I was caddying for Kevin. Yeah. And he was playing at Hermitage. I had no idea they were that close. Yeah. Like literally the same road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And passed it. And I for for some reason I always thought Kenlock was like a Northern Virginia kind of almost like a Manassas area course because yeah. I passed it and thought that was it, but it's not. And I was like, Kevin, like, how hard is it to get on Kenlock? And he's like, dude, don't even try. Yeah. I'm like, and okay. <laughs> you do get a caddy when you play Yeah, Kenlock. you have to. Yeah. Like, you don't have a choice. There's no golf carts. Yeah, so that's – I don't know if you do that, Ryan, but well, would you play with a caddy, No, like, no cart? Would you ever walk a course again? Huh? Would you ever walk a course again? It had to be for, like, something. I'm not just going to Woodbury and walking. I barely go to Woodbury to play Actually, anymore. walking and playing golf when you don't have to carry your clubs is great. Well, yes. I've different. heard that. It is. I've it, heard it's completely different. different. I've had yeah. a caddy one time, and it was in like a tournament when I was like 17, 18, and very enjoyable. Kind of felt like a douche, like just, here's my club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, clean it. Yeah. Can, can you get the grooves on that one? Oh, man. I'm going to get that little fat. He's a little extra feet At in some there. point, because I felt bad. I just felt like, I, I don't know, I felt like I should yeah. like chip in. Like, you want me to carry this all? Yeah. But no. It, Especially it, when they have two bags. Yeah. I don't oh. think I would have a problem walking. If I, did I, I was borderline thinking we could do a tournament at Woodbury walked, where we had a walking only, well, like, I, young guys. Probably gross. Walked, I probably walked nine holes in, within the last year. Oh, well, I've I definitely know, done I'm that. Definitely, but I'm you telling you. walked 18 at Burton. Yeah, we walked 18 at Birdwood. If you've yeah. never if you've never played though, just walking, not carrying anything, it's amazing. I walked yeah. I walked six miles around a farm just Monday. In boots and yeah, jeans, boots and clothes like warm clothes, like honestly, and up and down hills with the with a wheel and a GPS. <laughs> I think I focus better. Like I think I almost play you better oh, no, when no, I'm no carrying doubt. a bag. No doubt. Or like when I'm walking. No doubt. You slow down. You think about your shots. It's it's you're a little it's winded. A lot, it's a lot easier to not get. Like too high when things are going well, or Absolutely. too low when things are going bad. Yeah. So especially like me, if I'm like playing at Woodbury, whether it's a good or bad, and I'm in my cart, if I'm by myself, like which I don't really do much anymore, but if like I, I'll go too fast, like it takes like three seconds to get to the next shot, and I just get up and I hit it. Yeah. And you know and what, what's hard for us at Woodbury too, similar like that. Even if it's all of us, it's like. Oh, you start good, have a few good holes, and you have a bad hole, and it's like, no, well, I'm just gonna quit counting now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stuff about Woodbury. Yeah. yeah. And now maybe we just don't play a lot of tournament golf, and that's probably what it is. You know, like if we were keeping absolutely true handicaps, putting in every every you know every single score, I think it'd make a little bit of a difference. But it's also weird because you don't go to a whole lot of cor- courses and play 13 holes. Absolutely not. And go yeah, home. No. Yeah. No. Right. Well, you don't you don't start on four and then get behind somebody on six and, and then jump to one. one. <laughs> yeah, you start on one and you finish on yeah. eighteen. No. Woodbury will sneak up on you though your score. Oh, it will. Oh, uh, yes, it will. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have the course record there though. No, dude, I. It's, I, it's only sixty-two. Well, I know that I, sounds terrible to say. I it's think only eight under. But. In the last year, I've shot under sixty-seven twice there, and it was sixty-six and sixty-five. 
So it's, I mean, it's not. Well, I've shot 62 there once. I shot it with Zach. Yeah. Zach. Yell? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just right, best right. day of your life on the greens, or was it more? No, like I, 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 hit, I hit it. I hit it close every hole. Yeah. I just kept hitting it close. You, uh, yeah, you know better I, than we do. How does a tour pro versus like a municipal course or a Spring Creek scratch golf? What's the difference? And um, what would a tour pro shoot at Woodbury? Um, six, sixty-two would be. 63, 64 would be an average day for a tour pro at Woodbury. That's, that's what they, I think. They, they'd shoot high 50s out yeah. there. So the the question that we have posed as well is like even us four or like us three and Kendall, yeah. who would win in either a tour pro, like a deep, not, I'm, I'm not talking about like Rory on his good mm-hmm. day. I mean, just like a 30 to 40 on there yeah. on just a regular day. Yeah, y'all have no chance. You don't, you don't think so. In a scramble. Think, the four of us playing captain's choice. You four versus a tour pro and captain's choice. I think, I think it's close. I think it'd be closer than because I mean is. we're shooting 57. Like you're gonna have to. Yeah. yeah. But I think we do that pretty easy. Uh, well, no mulligans and no string, no nothing. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think I've played in a scramble like that in a while. I I think we shoot 10. I, I, I think I, we can shoot. I think 10. 61 or 62 would be an average day for a tour pro. It would be. Yeah. That's nuts. And that's so, so, nine. so if they get it going just a little bit yeah. though, they're 57, 58. Well, it'd, be, it'd be a decent match. It would be fun. It'd be yeah. So closer, you think. so what Let's do you? What can happen? What the, 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 the only Yeah, let me call them up. The only thing is like playing your own ball. That pro hits one bad shot. You right. guys have because you guys aren't going to hit a true bad shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kendall's got one a hole. I mean, for us, that's that's the difference in. You know, ten under and yeah, seven under. Yeah, like we're so, just not gonna hit. Wh- or we're we're not gonna be out of play. Yeah, no. So, so I mean, I played a lot of rounds of guys that are actually on tour now or that are have retired, and I mean, on any given day, anybody in this room can can play with those guys. The difference is when you put them in a tournament on those types of golf courses right. that are seventy four, seventy six hundred yards. You know, the, the sides of the greens are mowed down. They're running, you know, twelve, thirteen on, on the meter. They can shoot 74 times in a row. Yeah. That's the, like, right. Even, well, even when I was playing a lot and I was playing, you know, well, I could shoot 65, 66 anywhere. I couldn't shoot 74 times in a row. And that was the difference. Yeah. My, I kind of at a point in my game where I'm just like, I can go out with pretty much anybody and not like embarrass myself. Like I'll go hit some shots and whatever. I, I, I don't have the time anymore to go out and try. Well, to you used to be, I mean, you used to be like a three. Yeah. And I mean, if I, but that was when you were playing as much as like, yeah, playing I did this summer. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I absolutely can't go out and shoot a 75. You still can. 100%. Pretty easy. But yeah. I can also go out and shoot 90. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? And I, we, I mean, we've talked about this in the past too, but let, let's take your average run of the mill tour player, right? Versus your, Scratch golfer, Woodbury, scratch golfer, anywhere, your uni course. What would you say the biggest difference in game? It could be 100 yards in, 120 yards in, T, like whatever it is. But where do you, like, where did the, where do the average tour players just excel completely differently than a scratch golfer? Well, I think that. Is it putting mostly or is it? I actually know. I think it's off the tee. Okay. I think if you would ask you know, the previous generation, what the most important thing is, they would say, you know, that 50 yards and in, yeah. I think our generation, and I mean, I'm older than you guys, it's off the tee. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, not even someone hits it as far as you, even someone hits it about, I like I do, if you never miss a fairway, what's the worst you're ever going to shoot? Right. And, and if they can hit the fairway 80% of the time, and then the other 20 just isn't out of play, or if they miss on the correct side, yeah, doesn't matter. 
you don't have to be a great putter. You just got to be a decent putter. I was always, I guess, I was always under the assumption that the difference, the biggest difference between a tour guy and, you know, your average muni scratch golfer was the amount of misses. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I can go out there and hit it however. I mean, I can go out there and compare to tour long. You know what I mean? But I'm hitting the fairway. 30% 30% of the yeah. time instead of they're 65, 80, yeah, you know, 75, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. We're playing easy courses. Yeah. You know, they're playing courses with tightly mown fairways that roll out and the roughs high as shit. And if they miss like they're fucked, yeah. you know, if we're in the rough at Woodbury, it's just another lie. Yeah. Like it's and not if that you miss the You hit it in the rough at Woodbury. You've got a lob wedge in. They Correct. miss a fairway at a tournament. Fucking four iron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's completely different. Right. Oh, and, and, and the green's hard when the ball lands. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're like you're not gonna. You're, it's not gonna just stop like it does yeah, at Woodbury or completely the different. local courses. I actually had a little bit of taste of that. I was playing in the uh, I was playing in the Alliance Cup, and it was at Federal Club. I don't know if you ever played it. Absolutely. That is, it was rolling 13, <laughs> and you could not keep a ball on the green with a four iron, like out of the fairway if you yeah. were going pin high. Yeah. You know, like it was. And especially out of the rough, it didn't matter if it was in the fringe, you know, like you had to spin it. And if you didn't, like you were screwed Yeah. because those greens, I mean, you've played it, so you understand, but those greens are so undulated. And if you miss on one run, like one side of the green right. and depends on the other, you're going to three putt, yeah. maybe four putt. Yeah. Like they're not, it's not an easy course, but I think like for the, for the viewers at home that are watching tour golf, you know what I mean? I, I think they almost get like a taste of, oh, this isn't that hard. You know, like it's, they're looking, they're watching guys hit the fairway. They're watching guys hit six iron, you know, 220, whatever yeah. it is. But they're like, yeah, I could do that. I I feel, and you understand this because you played obviously on the mini tour for a while. The courses that you're playing and obviously with the crowd makes a yeah. little oh, bit absolutely. of a difference. We've talked about that. A fairway narrows up when someone's standing out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. But the crazy part to me is that. It it's just so it's so textbook for them, you know. Yeah. Like the, a six iron for them is like a, you know, like a pitching wedge for me. Yeah. Like the amount of confidence that they have, that they know where it's going to go, they can choose, you know, fade, draw, whatever they want, depending on what the yeah. course is giving them. Yep. And it's it's so like from a guy that actually, from a guy that plays a lot of golf. Stop, stop. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah. Definitely hear that. So to uh, last episode, he figured that out and turned it up super loud, and we, Ron and I had a panic attack. Yeah. So you just see Jake look that way and me look this way, and then we look at each other. <laughs> what is that? It was awful. But it's so like I play a lot of golf, and you know that. But it's so cool to actually sit down and watch a full round of golf, like for the Masters. I mean, that's yeah. obviously one that everybody watches just to just to see how good they are. Yeah. So you ever get a chance to go to a PGA tour event and watch, don't even go to the golf course, just go to the driving range. Just watch the guys hit balls. I mean, I don't think most people realize they see, they see on TV, right? They see them play for four or five hours and they go shoot 67. They think they just go home. Yeah. No, very few of them actually go home. They go either to the gym, they go to their mental coach or they go to the range. They're not actually going home. And I, there was a year I played in the state open and some of you may know um, the name Billy Hurley. He's a local guy. Um, Went to the went to the Navy, but he's a PGA Tour winner. Um, I remember in the State Open one year, uh, we, had a, we had a rain delay, and I I didn't think much of it. I went back to the hotel um, as I was I was driving to my hotel. He was going the other way. He went out to the driving range in the rain and hit balls on the day the golf course was closed because it was like raining. To, back. Like to practice, practice hitting in the rain. Mm-hmm. And you know, here I am Nuts. talking to you, gents, and 
he's on PGA Tour. Absolutely. Right? Like it's just yeah. it's a different mindset. He he looked at it like an opportunity. I looked at it like an opportunity to go take a nap. Absolutely. I mean, it's just a different yeah. mindset. That's, I mean, you like obviously you you speak of the guys that work hard, and obviously you have Tiger who's put in a stupid amount of effort into mm-hmm. his game with yeah. practice, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts to think, you know, that we can practice however much we think is a lot. And then you take that to a whole nother level, oh, yeah. like where they're hitting 400 balls a day. And yeah. like, that's the minimum, you know, and then they're going to chip and putt for two hours. Right. Like it's, right. it's not just like a, Hey, I'm going to hit the range, get a good 30 minute range session, maybe make a couple putts and yeah. chips and then go play nine. Like they don't do that. So, some of those guys too. I mean, they have like the same guys taking care of their body. Like the NFL guys do now. Like it's, it's, Oh, they're strong. Oh yeah. They they don't, they may not look like NFL players, but I can tell you what, like if you had to go run a mile, those guys will hang with them. Yep. Like it, it's, it's just, they're, they're in shape now. I mean, you go take a look at, I mean, I, I, I would say that Tiger probably started that whole yeah, trend definitely. with the lifting and being strong. Actually, VJ Singh, I'm going to go earlier. VJ Singh was the first oh, guy. Big boy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also, he's the one that, I mean, you could say John Daly as far as like work, work I'm obviously not working out, but hitting it far and just trying to think of the game differently. VJ Singh was the one that, you know, I mean, even he would admit, I'm not afraid to hit in the rough because I'm going to hit a sand wedge in where right. you're going to be in the fairway, but you're going to have a five iron. That's right. how I thought about Lake of the Woods. Yeah. They'd be like, they'd be like, hey, you're going to hit your driver out of play. Why not just hit your seven iron? I'd be like, I'm going to hit that out of play too. I'd rather be smaller than that. I'm going to hit I'll be dropping three 100 yards out instead of right. dropping 350 right. yards I'm out. I'm going to hit out of play. I'm going to hit out of play far. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, Tiger Tiger changed it, the, the physical look of a golf. Oh, he comp- I mean, he also completely changed the game itself. But it is funny, though. Like, if you go back and look at pitchers, like when he was like, 18 to 20 years old, and then now, no, he's a, he was a stick when he was 18. The shirt's just like falling off of yeah. him. He's so skinny. That's also how the shirts fit yeah, 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 too, yeah. though. Yeah, like, no, had, doubt. no doubt. The parachute pants. And, now you like, see him walking, he's like pulling it off of him. It's like uncomfortable looking. <laughs> but that's the look now. You know, like Rory's wearing the tight Nikes. Sheffy does it. Like yeah. they're all, yeah. you know, tight pants. And it, I mean, they're 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 true athletes. They're they're big boys. But um, if, I, uh, if I ever had made it in sports, the person I would have in my back pocket would be the psychiatrist. The, oh, yeah. the, because you said something about it. they they go talk to their mental. Absolutely. People. And for me, dude, every even, every single one of them has one. Even in golf today, I'll be like, man, I did a few drives pretty good. I'll start thinking about mm, it. Don't do that. And then it goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's all in my head. And yeah. I know if I ever got to that level, if I ever got to any level, yeah, I'd have a sports. That that'd be the no swing coach, no whatever. First person I'd be going to would be a a lot. A lot of, and this is this goes for all sports, but a lot of clubs will have a mental coach like that travels with them. Yeah. So they have it's like a it's a staffed position, like yeah. they'll have a sports psychologist with a you know a doctorate in psychology, and they'll sit there and talk with them. And it, it's nuts that I mean a lot of these guys have personal ones that you're talking about, especially the golfers or any individual sport really. But it just speaks on that speaks to just how how golf is such a it's not just a physical game you know what i mean like it's so mental because it's it only takes one bad hole for your average run-of-the-mill amateur golfer to just blow up and then proceed to double the next three holes you know after a blow-up hole yeah and it's just nuts that you don't see that that much at the pga tour level if at all you know it's a it's incredibly rare to watch a guy truly blow up you know completely you know flip the game upside down and blow up and then never be the same or 
Right. <laughs> right. So like what Michael was saying, he's fixing some things right now, but it there's so many rare cases of that. Like uh, obviously Jordan Spieth is, comes to mind when you think about this. Like he blew up in the Masters and had a you know he was fit. He blew up in the that was more recent, but the biggest one was the Masters when he was up going into 15 and then blew it. So, so fun question. We've all asked ourselves this. With three holes left in the Masters, okay. how many shots do you think you need right now to feel comfortable about winning? How many shots? How many shot lead? I need a three shot lead. I need one a hole. Just three. Because if I have a At Augusta. Yeah, because with the fans. Because other than eight, yeah, it's it's like you got you know ten million people watching. There's seventy thousand people at the tournament. Okay, so you're putting me like literally, like in, literally. In, yeah, I'm you're, sorry, this is so we call this so we call this our vacuum talk, right? We we make a scenario, we put it in a vacuum, we like we're controlling everything that goes into the scenario. Like you are on TV, yeah. you're in the final pairing. The, the announcer for the Masters is like Brady, three holes left, <laughs> and so, like you're. You know, you're. It might be. Fin- sick, you finish your bottom fifteen. Blast it right on sixteen. It's not going in the water. <laughs> no. But then that's a really nasty chip <laughs> yeah. on the hill. Yep. Uh, so that's at least a four or five I'm gonna make there. We all say like doubles, like ten. Oh, I don't think you guys. Need I don't think. I, w- I don't think. Seventeen's not a hard hole. And eighteen, where they always put the pin. All okay, you have to do is. Michael, you have eight nobody, shots on three holes. talk. Are we fresh at that point, or have we played for? 3.8 rounds of golf. Walk 3.8 rounds of golf. Well, yeah, yeah, you you mind, walked the rounds. So you have to, you, mind, you have to, you you have have to, to say, oh, you're, you're tired at this point. Yeah, you're, you're tired. But like, you're, you can't. So you're that, gonna, that adds a few shots. But you're going to have a rush of adrenaline going True. through you. Like you you're not going to be tired. Also, but remember, also, for someone like you, there's no rough there, right? So don't be afraid to hit it anywhere. Just keep it. Yeah, keep it in between the trees. I don't think anybody here can even, like, comprehend what like 10 12 million people you oh, know no. are watching well, okay so the like the scary part about that and i talked to my dad or on 18 when they're lined up like worried yeah. about killing somebody yeah, right. <laughs> i talked i talked to my dad about this because he was the only one that i could talk to that truly understood this but when you're in a game like you're playing he he played baseball so he he was pitching in front of 40 50 000 people right yeah it really doesn't get to you after the first couple of pitches, right? But you don't realize that, like, if you're in a playoff game, you've got a couple million other eyes that are watching on the big screen yeah. that are just sitting well, there, like, not takes, like they're not involved, but they're sitting there watching you. But play. if it takes you a couple of shanks, that's going to be a few shots. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, I, just, I completely left. agree. Yeah, just, yeah. You, <laughs> but the, the it, it's are hard. you laying up on this part of the three? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. If my lead's big enough, I'll yeah, play. absolutely. <laughs> we got another question. For the whole tournament, all four rounds, at what yard would you need to start to win? Like, like start from 100 out on every hole. I love the hypotheticals. Um, (laughs) Figure what? You got to be 10 under, right? Somewhere in there. At least, yeah. And it's being generous depending on the weather. Depends on if it's a COVID year, too, because those guys blew that course (laughs) up in the the fall. well, here, so think of it this way. When you play like a par three and every hole is 120 yards, what do you shoot? I'm usually like right around par, right? Which means I got to get closer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. You think with so that, that's, I, so, so Ryan, that's no pressure. Ryan and yeah, that's say, that's just out at Woodbury. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's not. A, Ryan and I say at Augusta, it's like chipping beside the green. Yeah. Because of those greens. Yeah. I mean, I don't think like 20 yards would be crazy. Yeah. 
because and, and in a good spot, <laughs> not just twenty yards. If it's a different golf course, I'm, I may feel a little bit differently. But that one, when it's like you have like a five yard circle that you've got yeah, to get it in, yeah. or it's going to be forty feet from yeah. the hole, and then the green's still like this, so you you're could actually button pretty easy. You can certainly hit your pitch shot further away than yeah. where you just learned. <laughs> Absolutely. You at that course, you could have a putt, and have to drop after the aiming aiming <laughs> corner. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. Perfect. So, so Ryan, Jake, and. Kendall were like, oh, 100, 150. And I'm, I, I think know. I was a little bold saying 100. Because, like, <laughs> number one, I'm not good with wedges. Yeah. <laughs> but Jake, like, I can't, I can't remember which four. player it was. There was a guy on 15 at Augusta who marked his ball, and he walked around it. It rolled back in the water. Who, who was that? <laughs> and um, once you pick once you pick up that mark, it's, it's live ball. ball. I can play. <laughs> That sucks. That sucks. sucks a lot, yeah. actually. Then you I think it's drop. the worst in that tournament when they're hitting it and they hit the pin and it goes back in the water. Yeah. Like that's the worst. Yeah, it sucks. All right. Worst. What's your worst feeling in golf? I'll say my an example. And we just played tangent and it was leaves everywhere. You hit. I I hit one and like kind of chunked it. Hit it 75 yards up, dead in the middle of the fairway. Yeah. It took us like six minutes to find it. And I was just like, we just this ball's in the middle of the fairway. Like. Yeah. That to me is like one of the worst feelings in golf. You're like, no, no, I've, 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 I've got a better one. I'm like two over on this side, playing pretty good, and now I've lost a ball in the middle of a fairway. I've got a better one. Well, no. before you, you before you get your better one, I, I I think when there's team golf and you screw up, that yeah. that's a worse yeah. feeling. That was mine. I like, lo- I lost a high school championship for my team one year. I. Well, we were in a we were in a playoff with another team, and I was, of course there's five of us, and the, there was. Two of them, two of the guys on our team won, two guys on the other team won. So it was just me and one other you. guy. Yeah. And it was right in front of me, and I just, I just locked up. Yeah, I just like it. a, like a captain's choice when everybody else is out of play. Yeah. And you're like, all right, like I'll hit a six iron somewhere, yeah. and like you top it 20 feet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm in play. Yeah. <laughs> alternate shot, I'll get you. Too, I was about to say, like alternate shot is awful for me. Like I, don't get me wrong. If if it's the the Alliance Cup, it was the first day we're playing at Spring Creek. We were we have the front and we were tied going into 18 and it was my shot. And I had a green side downhill sand shot and nice. water behind. And Kevin's like, Hey man, like we can hit my shot. And I'm like, well, you're hitting three from 140 and I'm hitting two from here. Like, I think I can just bump a 60 up there and like not have to worry about it. And we could two putt and tie or one putt and par. And he's like, yeah, I like you're thinking whatever. And I'm like, sitting there i'm like all right yeah i got this like i'm fine out of the sand and then you know the whole team we finished we're the last group so the whole team is up on the patio you've got a few guys watching on the green and then you have like a hundred people up on the patio watching nice. right and i'm sitting there i'm like i've been in this spot before like i can do this and i blade it in the water nice. and i'm sitting there and i lost the match i mean we got blown out anyways but still just to lose the match with a partner in golf is a terrible yeah, feeling. Yeah, it's a bad feeling. It's also bad when your partner messes up because then what do you, how do you, like, you want to be mad. Yeah, how do you, you can't be mad. Like, you that, can't, oh, you can. You can, you can, but like, you're an asshole. Oh, you know I'll what I mean? I'll let Kendall know it. That, 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 that's, that's why you got to, like, play with the right person. So if they screw up, you can yeah. feel comfortable enough to say Absolutely. Talk, Absolutely. talk shit to your own, yeah. own partner. And I wasn't about to talk shit to Kevin. No. Uh, yeah. Who, you know, taught me everything. Yeah. But, but that it does kind of make me think, like, to, to your question, you know, Team golf versus like individual golf is different too. Like in college golf, just a different mindset because you're trying to win the tournament as an individual yeah. playing your own ball, but you also your coach is looking at four you. Four top like, scores. You got, you, I need four scores here. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid. I know you're in the lead of the whole tournament, 
but you start, yeah. you start thinking differently that way don't, too. Don't get too aggressive yeah. here or trying like, to win. Hey, two other guys took nines on yeah, back-to-back. Yeah. Right. Hey, we need you to par this hole. Yeah, no but, if I bur- but if I bury, I win the tournament. Yeah. No, we need you to par. So, you know, so that like, actually <laughs> happens a lot. I mean, your coach has got a different goal than you do. So. Well, they all they can they ride around with you, right? Especially, yeah, I mean, if you're within contention, they're going to be watching. Yeah, most like when I was in college, I went to Longwood University. Um, most of the tournaments, you were allowed two coaches that could talk to all five players. Okay. Yeah. You may have more coaches there, but you could have two that could that had a badge that could say anything to any of the players and yeah. give club advice or tell tell you what like a, when your partner's hit or something like yeah. that. So that's cool. But yeah, so, I mean, I I can remember you know leading a golf tournament in college with you know two or three holes to go and. I know exactly. The coach knows exactly what I've got to do for us to where we're gonna finish. Right. But my goal might be a little bit different, though. <laughs> Sorry, coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm go- hey, If I par out, I win. So that green's really not that far away, coach. I can hit yeah. it over there. Three wood, three wood's got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, drivable par four. Yeah, I'm not laying up, coach. Uh, Sorry, not happening. So, what's your like most memorable golf moment over your career? Oh wow. Um, I, I'm probably playing in my first professional event, like actually as a as a pro. Um, where was it? Uh, it was in Pinehurst, actually. Oh. It was at Pine Needles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Just just walking out there for the first time, you know, wearing long pants, like had to be official. You know, you got new shoes on. Yeah, had a caddy. Got the new bag. Got a caddy. Yeah. Bad for the caddy. I'm to carry carry a big big bag. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't a college bag anymore. I had to be an adult. What uh, what tour was that? That was the Tar Heel tour. Okay. Yeah. So that was probably 23. 22. It's right out of college. But that's the that's the mini now, right? Yeah. Or it's Carolina the, Tour, or whatever correct. you call it. Yeah, it's it's changed names and sponsors a couple times. So where is that? Like it goes PGA, then E Tour, what used to be Corn Ferry. Yeah, it's been Corn Ferry, Buy.com, Nike. It's been called yeah. called a bunch of stuff. Web.com, yeah. right? And then, yeah. and, and then there's pockets of tours underneath that, basically all over the country. So so do you in the Tar Heel Tour? Do you get a Corn Ferry Tour card or? Yeah, if you finish one or two. For the season, they'll give you some sort of entry into Corn Ferry events the next year. But anytime you win a win a tournament in those mini tours, you're guaranteed a spot next week in the Corn Ferry. So the the goal to not have to go through Q schools and all that would be to win a mini tour event and then have a nice solid run on the Corn Ferry tour because I think Corn Ferry is like the top ten or something get their card top thirty. Yeah, but if you, I mean, you can make money on the Corn Ferry tour. There's many now you can. There's many tours, and we can talk about that in a minute, like the financial side of it. But you're not making a lot of money on those mini tours. The Corn Ferry tour, you you can make some money. That's where you really start to get sponsors. Um, but you know, at least when I was playing, if you played in a Corn Ferry event and you finished in the top fifteen, you're also in the next week. So the goal would be to win a mini tour event, keep going, and just and then get it build enough points. Now you're on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then do it again. And people did it. That's that was that's the easiest way to get there. Not that that's easy. Is it called the Corn Ferry Tour right now? Yes. So like those e-tour events, wouldn't you be like even if you won the tournament, wouldn't you get like ten grand? Yeah, but you're talking about one week and a year's worth of cost. Well, then you probably spent. Well, it's if you just make the cut, you get like. Well, you you have to typically pay for a qualifier. Yep. Right. Yep. And then you're also paying for hotel rooms. So, so, so there are exemptions. So you could be a tour, you'd be part of the tour and then you, you still have entry fees, but you don't have to worry about Monday qualifiers right. or, or any of that stuff. But I mean, you still got to, you're going to have at least two practice rounds, right? You're going to play at least Thursday and Friday. And if you're going to make any money, you better play on the weekend. Correct. And all those um, nights in a hotel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a humbling experience. I was fortunate enough to be kind of in the middle financially, but I, you know, there was guys on those tours that 
daddy had a had a jet and a helicopter and they could fly all over the place and didn't really have to worry about anything and then mm-hmm. i know guys that basically lived in their car they eat mustard sandwiches and they they showered at the golf courses yeah. and they traveled everywhere that way um you know i was in the middle we, we'd have same kind of group we'd have five or six people in a hotel to try and kind of cut the cost down and we would you know we would who the person that guys that got the bed they'd share a bed and the way we'd figure out who got the beds and how the shot and who slept on the floor if you were in contention you got the bed and if you were close to making the cut and you need a good night's sleep you got the bed if you were out of it you're on the floor or if you were in a position where you knew you were going to make the cut but you weren't in contention you may be in the floor because somebody else needed it more right and that's, that's how we would do it i heard of stories where guys like especially you know mini tour level not really corn fairy so much but guys on that Carolina tour where they knew they were close to the cut line. Like let's say it was Friday and the cut was whatever it was plus two and they're sitting at even or plus one that the last three holes, if they didn't want to pay for a hotel room the next two nights to stay and they're not in contention to win. Yeah, right. Yeah. They would almost like not coast, but yeah. not play the last three holes too great. If, if, if you know what the number is, you're, you're looking at the finances. Right. I, I'm in, and Depending on who you are, you might be looking at the finances. What's am I going to risk trying to win, or am I going to take my third or fourth place finish? Right. Do I want to hit that three wood like we talked about? I can I can drive this par four. It's really not that far, but if I make par, I finish fourth. Right. Like maybe that's better for that person. It's another month and a half of expense. Yeah, absolutely. So how many guys on the big tour cut their teeth like that? Like sleeping on PGA, room. yeah. Uh, I almost, almost all of them. Really? Yeah. So it's just like your Jordan Speeds. Your yeah, and if you're those, not, those guys are if you're not top, yeah. you have to think about this. Like if you're not top, well, like, I fifty a, to sixty. Yeah. Like you're not really. I watch you're not making tour, that much. Yeah. I watch a PGA Tour event, and I re- if there's if there's hundred people in the field, I'm recognizing thirty names. Yeah. So the, uh, so what you're saying is those thirty guys maybe didn't cut their teeth like that, but everybody else. Yeah, not everybody's Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Who, who came on when he was or Justin Thomas? But not everybody's that guy. Yeah, but and if and if I mean look at look at and Brooks, to me who's like a casual fan knows their name. Yeah, they look at Brooks Kapka. He's yeah. a household name. He went through every tour possible. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, he was kind of older he, when he came. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, mid low thirties, yeah. but yeah, for the I mean the way the kids are coming in now. I mean, like, he was old when he really kind of got his name yeah. out there. Now he's even older now. Yeah, and you have to think about like the kids that are starting now. You got guys that are going pro at seventeen. Yeah. Which There's is a 15 year old in the pain the tour last week. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's different. Man. And they're out there competing. Like, oh, yeah. I remember just, just when I started watching golf 10 ish years ago, the amateurs and the majors were an afterthought, yeah. really. Yeah. Now it seems like that Bennett, that Bennett kid, the Masters yeah. last year, he stayed on the leaderboard a long time. He was in the final group. I yeah. feel like you're, I'm seeing more and more of that now. Like, yeah. it's not like a. And I love it. Team. I always root for that. I absolutely. Oh, I can I imagine understand. if they won. They don't win anything. They don't. No. They're an amateur. They don't. Oh, get they're the they're get some money. And you know what I'm saying. They don't get the purse. The next day he's gonna be like, I'm a pro, and everybody's <laughs> coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but please give an amateur a green jacket just once in my lifetime. Well, he did get a jacket. Not a, not yeah, but not the green. He didn't jacket. No, he got the amateur yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will. Got, he may get a real no, green jacket. He might. No, no. I want. I want a guy with that A in parentheses behind. Talk about it. Talk about swing that's not that good tomorrow. 
Oh man! And if he's in college, he'll still get an NIL deal. So he's yeah. gonna he's gonna get a call. Dude, that guy that guy went back to Texas A&M, didn't he? Absolutely. For this year, of course. I, I bet he if, fucking if, rolled at, it. At that point, he's gonna make more money in college than he would turn pro. You have a lot of There's guys that are doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams makes way more money than yeah. he would right now Absolutely. as a rookie in the NFL. Yeah. Absolutely. For all sports, it's like that. Yeah. It's all popular. But also, people think everyone on tour is rich. That's not all those guys are. Mm-mm. If you're not. Realistically, yeah. top 150 in the world or 200 in the world, like, you're not making it. Could well, be like because why would or, why would yeah. think about it? You have to think about it as a business perspective too. Like, why would somebody spend money on you to market you if you're not a household, not a household name, but you're not at least projectable yeah. or good? You know, if you're not winning, like but, I'm, I'm not going to put sponsorship money into supporting you unless you start winning or unless you're. Have some of those guys have debt too, right? Like they may have a whale from their hometown that wants to invest in them. Guess what? Guess what those investors want? They want their money back. Absolutely. And, they want, and it's a big risk. So Absolutely. they want a massive return. And it may be years of your tour money that goes back to that investor. Yeah. So that actually yeah, that's happens. actually that, something I've never thought about. Oh, and, and, I, and the only reason I bring that up is because I know it. I, I know personally people that are on tour right now um, or that played on the tour for. 10, 15, even 20 years that don't have anywhere near the money you think they do because they had contracts with investors coming up and those investors collected. I mean, if you can get something in there for a certain percentage and that person starts winning big, that's it's a think big of, deal. Think about but a lot of those guys, I mean, they want the opportunity. So, but the, some of the guys I'm talking about, they're going to invest though. They may invest in 50 to 100 guys mm-hmm. and they got to hit one time. But think about how much they lost. Absolutely. The 49. Yeah. To That's guys with That's money that, crazy that they, they don't do worry that. about yeah. spending. You know, yeah. like that that 500 grand to them spread out amongst, you know, a couple, you know, 15, 20 guys is nothing. You yeah. Know? And if one guy hits, they they're rich again. They need one guy to hit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just, you know crazy. what the odds of that one guy hitting are? Like it's almost not zero. Good. It's zero. Yeah. That's yeah. not good. No financial investor is going to tell no. you to go invest in a golfer. Absolutely not. No. But. No, it's crazy. Like you bring up a good point though, Ryan, because like if you let's just say some slappy from Florida was like, Yeah, I'm gonna invest in Tiger when he was fifteen, I'll be like, Yeah, I'll you know, I'll 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 be your I'll be your mule for like five percent five percent royalty, ten percent royalty of your winnings. That guy kind of like a movie that guy's grandfather that guy's grandson does not have to work a yeah. day in his life. It's kind of like a movie. Like you know, if you invest in I don't know how movies work, but if you invest in the capital to make the movie and you know, work out something to where you get a royalty, like you said. Like Star Wars, yeah. Like, hey, you can use my house for Star Wars. Yeah. I want like one percent. Half a percent. Well, that person's doing pretty good. Yeah, that guy's doing <laughs> fine. Worked out. It's it's nuts. And like it's you don't see sponsorship like that in team sports as much as you do like the tennis or the golf or like your individual sports. Yeah. Cause it's not like to pave your own way in, <laughs> in the golf world. Huh? Yeah. And bet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I meant, I meant like, as in like you have sponsors, like they're providing, like they're paving your way, like they're paying your way through like hotels, food, like stuff like that for you to like go compete against other pros. Um, it's nuts. Like, it's just wild that there's that much money, but it's so hard to do it on your own now. Like for, there's a guy that's circulating on TikTok. His name is, um, his name's Evan Thompson. I mean, he has sponsorships, but he's still paying the qualifiers. He's still paying the hotels. Like he's still doing all that shit. 
and it's really cool because he'll tell like he'll tell you it's like hey this is how much this was like this is oh, how much awesome. out of pocket i am this week yeah i'm gonna check that out and if i'm not winning this week like i'm down yeah. 1500 bucks like it's nothing that also adds a complete extra level of pressure oh well, I, was, I actually was yes. gonna say he was asking about like the pressure shots how about that four footer on the last hole to make the cut yeah yeah so you you know break even this week yeah just to break even yeah and well, people, if you, people on I tv mean, are like yeah they mr four footer you suck like buddy, know, you're not eating the next week yeah, because yeah, you right. missed that four footer i know it would be hard a lot harder said than done but you gotta at least try to have the mentality of not thinking about the finances while you're playing the golf to a degree if you get up there and you add that into the you know mental part of golf it just gets so I, uh, my personal experience, I used to not watch scoreboards, but I made sure my caddy did. Yeah. So every now and then I get his cues of kind of where we stood yeah. coming down the stretch. When, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's go, all of a sudden he's going, you know, center of the greens are a really good shot right yeah. now. Yeah. You kind of knew what up was on going it. on. Yeah. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. People, everyone has a different opinion on kind of scoreboard watching to know where you stand. I think there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys that won't, uh, pitchers especially you know and i was a i was terrible at this when i was pitching but a lot of guys don't want to look how hard they're throwing you know they, they don't want to look up and they're like man my arm feels really good today and they turn around you're throwing 87 and you're like oh like guys suck like i need to throw a little harder then you try throwing harder then you don't know where it's going and then you start getting railed yeah, you know like yeah. that's it's a it's a big then thing one of these yeah then you start looking at the ball leave the park and you're like yeah i need to i need to stop but it's I would say a lot of tour pros probably don't. They're they're not like number junkies. You know what I mean? Like they're not going up there looking like, oh, I'm two under. You know, the leader's five under. I need to birdie the next, you know, three out of the seven or whatever it is. Like that that that's just a. And any mental golf coach or any mental coach at all will tell you that that is a terrible way to think in yeah. pressurized situations. I would say that's true in the first three rounds. They're gonna just go play right. and have a strategy. Back nine on Sunday. They, it's kind of hard they know, not to. They know where they stand. Right. And especially if you're getting, I mean, you're getting paired with who you're playing. Yeah, like, you're you like, okay, crowds. I'm in the final group. You like, can this hear the is... crowds cheering or, you know. Right. You know. Right. It's got, I mean, it's, I've, 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 I've talked about this with the guys numerous times. And the member guest was a good example for Michael because he'd never played in front of a crowd before. <laughs> and was it a shootout? Yeah, it was a shootout, nice. and he's sitting there, and it's like 40 guys, so it's not like it's oh, fucking man. nuts, but still, Kendall, Kendall was on the last podcast with us, and he was saying about his experience, he said, well, I got up to number one, and I knew I was hitting the tee shot all day, because that, like they had won their flight by six strokes, nice. whatever it was, not even close, yeah. and Michael's like, hey, man, like I think you're going to hit the first shot in the shootout, and Kendall, from that moment on, was like, Oh shit, I'm hitting the first shot of the shootout. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm hitting the first shot. It's, of the it's, it's real. And then he goes to put the tee in the ground. And he can't put the tee in the ground because he's shaking. Shaking. And he's like, dude, I've I've never I've never felt that <laughs> amount of like anxiety to hit a golf ball. And I'm like, dude, it's it's something else. Yeah, it's different when people are watching. So what's the uh the most people you've ever played in front? Uh yeah, you get towards the end of a round, even in some of the smaller professional events it's nothing to have five thousand people there at the end of a tournament yeah you're not going to see up and down every fairway back and forth i mean if you want to go walk around a mini tour event you can walk around the guys will talk to you the caddies will talk to you there's not a lot of people there but come to the end of the event everybody's on hole 17 and 18 you do you do see how many people are there it's probably about five thousand. yeah 
It's good. It's it's definitely a little nerve wracking when you have a hundred yards in and they're behind the green and you're like, yeah. shit, if I blade it, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, some of the guys get a lot of crap like on TV when they're asking guys to stop walking behind the green or stop moving, but it's amazing how much you do see them because you don't actually see the person, you see a silhouette right? and it, it shifts and it, yeah, it really it, will mess with you. Absolutely. Um, but to me, it wasn't always the eyeball. The eyeballs really never bothered me. What I didn't like is when people line a fairway, a fairway shrinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually I, I get worse. that. I get that. That's the hard part. The one cool thing about having, uh, uh, hold on, sorry. The one cool thing about having fans or having people that are watching you play is that on the wayward tee shots oh, that yeah. go, you they'll know, 50 it. yards in the woods, like they're gonna find it. Yeah, you find might it, not like it, but it. you're not going, you're not losing as many balls no. as you do typically. No. Which is, you know, that's I guess that's the one good thing about a crowd. But and I will say for never had the experience, it's pretty cool to walk off like the green on 18 that a bunch of kids are standing there with flags and wanting autographs and oh, stuff shit, like I that. Bet. These are you know me and the guys I was playing with were nobodies. Some of them turned out. To but be you were somebody that day. yeah you were yeah. you were you were something you know to that kid that day. It's pretty cool feeling. I thought that was the coolest. That was one of the coolest feelings that I ever had was playing college baseball. And you know we would have like little autograph signings after the game and you just have excited little six-year-olds yeah. that were like, Hey, you play baseball. Like yeah. I play baseball. Like, yeah. Can I have your autograph? And I'm like, you know, a, a average run like of the mill, right-handed pitcher. I, I used to tell him, I was like, Hey, I'm going to like devalue the ball. If I sign this, so, yeah. like, I'm gonna sign you sure you want it. <laughs> you could walk off a green though, in between the green and the tee, there'd be a little kid saying there, you flip them a golf ball. You make the, you see their face and you just make their day. Yeah. Man. And that's, that, that's by far the coolest feeling. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Or at the end of, you know, the end of every nine holes, you know, sign your glove or throw it out to a kid or something. That's yeah, always pretty I, cool. I'm not signing my glove right now. They're, they're expensive. Yeah. They're, they're, they're free. <laughs> they're, even at that level, they're free though. I promise. Yeah. Do you pay any attention to the barstool foreplay uh, talk guys? Very, very little, but I mean, some. They did, uh, they broadcasted a Corn Fair tour event. Nice. And apparently the players just loved it. Oh, like, I'm sure. Dude, you gotta you gotta think about it though, because they like even though they're corn fairy pros, like those guys are still celebrities to them. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like that's like that's like. Shaq coming up to you and be like, hey, man, what's going on? They said there were a few players who were like, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah, but fuck those guys. 99% yeah. of the players were like, God, this is awesome. No, I, I, I think energy in golf is a good thing. Yeah, I do too. I think if I was playing two of those things on my golf course, I'd be, yeah. I'd be awesome. I think the days of, like, I, I better say this lightly. I think the days of the game of golf being such an elitist, like pinky up, chin up, like, you know, no fist pump and just make my putt and move on to the next hole or over. Yeah. I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you make a big putt, give me a fucking fist pump, yeah. you know, like give me oh, something yeah. like a come on or like, give me something good because like, that's, it's such a big moment. Me too. No, me too. Me too. Players getting a penalty for giving the piece as they run into the end zone, like that's yeah, that's garbage. Or like the it's you, the you put somebody on a poster and you stare them down a little bit and you take yeah. them like, right. Oh, it's give us some padding. Yeah. And my and in truth be told, Kevin and my dad and my grandpa are all like, no, that no bad flips, no nothing, like don't pimp strikeouts. I'm like, dude, you have to understand like how it's good okay. of a feeling it is. Like to just, I mean, it's a really cool feeling when it's. Especially, like, especially in team sports like that, it's still individualized. You know, like I can still strike the best player out and be like, "Yeah, I fucking owned you." You know what I mean? Like, it's sick. 
It's entertaining. Money. Yeah. So it's entertaining. Yeah. So why not make the whatever, the, the event as entertaining as possible? Yeah. So now next summer when I make the putt on the last hole to win the member guest, Shove it in my face. I'm going to do a putter flip. Show it in my face. Do yeah. 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 Do it to all the two people watching. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It was like, just ride your putter around the green. Yeah. So, something embarrassing is going to happen <laughs> when I make that putt. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Man. So, I, yeah. I want a dick core to just go off. So on so, the, on the fourth. Green. So speaking of entertainment, can I get your opinion on live golf? I don't think, okay, as if we just take everything behind Live Golf out, yeah. like we're not talking any of the blood money, we're yeah. not talking any of like just disbanding from the tour, the entertainment side. any of that shit, I think it's fantastic. Okay. I think because my one of my favorite tournaments to watch other than the Masters is the Waste Management Open because oh, I get to watch on 16 yeah. and all these guys because golf isn't like this. You know, like golf is not the stadium's rocking, you know, people are going nuts. There's live music. There's kids throwing beer cans and on, yeah. on the field or on, sorry, on the field, on the green, when they're making birdies, like that's their one moment where they can be like, yeah. I'm like every See, other sport. Like I get to go nuts and, you know, take my shirt off yeah. and like do all this stuff. Like that's yeah. cool. I agree with the limited moments, but I like more of like the masters type atmosphere. Well, what do you mean? Okay. So what do you mean by that? Like that like, atmosphere. Like, didn't I think Gaines City went to one of the live tour events and they had like simulators set up in like you know tents that you could go play? But think about the, that's that's the fan experience that yeah. the that the tour hey, doesn't offer. That's and I mean it, it's a business, so I mean you want to get people interested in it. Absolutely. But think um, about how many people went and they were like, oh, that's a simulator. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend thirty bucks just to go hit five balls. Yeah. Think about know. how many people did that. You know what I mean? Hey, that's. I don't, know. I don't know how I feel about that because it's good and I, I like a lot of parts of it. But then again, I'm like, ah, I kind of like the other way. Well, see, and I mean, I, I get the perspective of all of the golfers, like the PGA Tour players who were like, no, because the Masters, the U.S. Open, like that's what matters. Yeah. The win and the things. But then if somebody were to offer me 150 million to play golf, I don't care who it's sponsored. I don't care if it's, yeah. I don't care if it's ISIS and you know, I've made the joke, they're beheading people in the seventh hole. Like oh my God. $150 million. <laughs> like, I'll play. Hey, I'll go play. for it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play around. I'll play. You know, Michael can be bought. Yeah. yeah. You were for sale, sir. A three, and, a, a three year contract and for the, their 10 year contract for $150 million. A, like a lot of the people that said that shit, you know, including Rory, like Roy can't be bought. You know, yeah, like there's right. no amount it's of like, money. Yeah, he's, he's already close to like a billion. Right. Like, there's no amount of money that Rory could be thrown. That's going to be like, yeah, I take back everything I said. Like a, like a Cam Young or something like not even Cam Smith, like Cam Young, yeah. who, who is probably close to paycheck to pay. Like he's won a few yeah. things. It was early. Not, he yeah. was early in his like He was coming yeah. up. Yeah. Was it, yeah. was it Matthew Fitz? Was it Matthew Fitzpatrick or was it, Will Zalatoris that came out was like, this is the tour. Like, I think, I, I, I think it was Zalatoris. And, and everybody was like, buddy, you maybe should be one to leave. But he was the yeah, one yeah. guy. He was the one guy that I was like, he's different than the rest of them that are saying this because he's young. You know, he hasn't made a, a lot of money on tour. Like, right. this is different for him because he's, he's actually rich. like, you know, <laughs> he he could benefit from one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. So yeah, most people could. I mean, he's rich, but he's not tour rich. He's just no. He's, he's still got a lot. Well, I mean, go. you know what? If if that's the hill he wants to die on, 
Well, that's fine. That guy just learned how to putt. There's yeah, a, that, that there's guy like needs a, to switch a lot of yeah, things. He does need to learn how to putt. It's a little, it's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> there's like a class, like a, a, like a status type to the PGA Tour. It's the PGA Tour. Yeah. Like, Ryan, pull your mic a little closer. Like that's that's the tour, and I mean maybe that's because we grew up, you know, that was the, well, was the only one. one. Yeah. But like I don't know, and I think Live has some great aspects. I think Live is entertainment. I don't think it's true professional golf. I think it's a I think it's like the Harlem Globetrotters in basketball. That's a stretch. They're not the Savannah Bananas. Like they're they're it's it's they're, better than that. Now there there yeah. are some things from Live Golf I'd love to see the PGA Tour try. Like some of those smaller fields where you could play shotgun start. I love the shotgun. Start. I think it, I think it benefits the fans. That is amazing. 100%. Well, I love it, it, it benefits the players too. And I love that all the guys are playing in the same weather. Right. Well, I'll say I went. I thought about going to the Greenbrier for the event last year where Bryson shot a 58. Yeah. Now I kind of wish I would have gone because yeah. Bryson shot a 58. Yeah. But what held me back from going was like, well, it's only like a half a day long. The whole event because it's a shotgun start they'll play 18 holes takes four and a half hours and then yep. you know it's over i would have been more inclined to go if it was a regular event where it was all day long from 8 a.m to dark third playing so golf. i'll play the other side of that though someone like me married and with a kid <laughs> if i can go watch an entire golf tournament in five hours yeah. and, that's and go watch literally whoever you can go see everybody yeah. in one day sign me up pick a hole and go i get your perspective of like wanting to like have everybody playing the same atmosphere. Yeah. But then there's also a neat part of golf to where you're sitting like, all right, I've got a, a one fifteen tee time. I might not have the sunny weather. We got to see if that rain holds off. What's our rain plan? What's our sunny plan? Yeah. How are we approaching this? There's that aspect too. Yeah. But there's also the aspect of the course conditions changing compared from 8 a.m. to like 3 p.m. Well, yeah, but that's just in yeah, my like mind. The, like the, in my mind, that's just part of the, the, putts the game roll, of like, golf. The putts roll different. Yeah, you know it's a really like different it, course. It's, it's completely and you're different. rooting for, all right, this storm needs to hold off. I got six holes left. Yeah. If it starts raining, what am I doing on 16, 17, 18? That's just kind of part of the fun like, of it. Have a, think, think about that. It is. But and think it about might, it this way. It might really mess you up some days, and you might get some really good breaks some days. Right, so think about it this way. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of playing like 9.30, like – between like 8.30 and 9.30, because you've had the groups that have gone off before you, and obviously you have groups that are after you. But if you're playing on a summer morning, like you get to see dew lines on the green. And I think that's, it's almost like you're playing Tiger Woods and you have the putt preview to where you can see like, oh, this is where the ball breaks. I think that's, it's not an unfair advantage, but it's really, definitely an I don't advantage. really think that helps at all because you're not putting this putt twice. So that line doesn't really help you. No, but I'm saying like the, a guy could have had a very similar, a, a very similar line to where you could see the break. Like I think it's still somewhat of an advantage. I think you're playing too much at Woodbury. Yeah, well, those greens don't have that much. No, I know. They, yeah, they I know. Care of that. I know. I know I think, what you're talking. I think about. first thing in the morning they're rolling those greens. The dude. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying that's like that was just a. And it was a vacuum like, example. I think that it's a good like advantage for the leaders to get to wait till two o'clock to tee off. They've got all morning to prepare as to where the guy that's the barely made the cut. Yeah. You've got a seven 30 tea time. Better get here at five and start getting ready. And by God, you right. may have a six 30 tea time where you got to play seven holes from the night before. When it yeah. Gets dark on you. And I, I uh, like that too. I think, I don't know. <laughs> and like I said, it's two different worlds to me to live. And it's still golf. I mean, it's still the same game, just different format, but it's more entertainment than like, I don't know, I guess what, 
I see as true like golf. If that makes any sense. Fair. I mean, that's that's completely fair. Well, that's just an opinion. Everybody so have a different you're, I mean, we've talked about this too, and they do it differently. They they can wear shorts and they can do. He not a fan of the shorts. Not a fan of shorts I'm, at all. I'm not either. I think if I mean we do this as you know just little bum amateur golfers, but like if we're playing in a tournament, we wear pants. You know, like it's just like yeah, a, you wear joggers. I'm not a fan of those. <laughs> It's, it's or the hoodies, the new hoodies. The hoodies are terrible. Get those out of here. Yeah. It's easy for wear me to hoodies. wear. I, but I'm an amateur golf. I don't wear them in tournaments. I wear only polos in tournaments. And they wore those in like the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Not a fan. No. Yeah. What, hoodies I, you know at what, all? You know what? Bring back, bring back suits. Like let's play in like oh, three pieces. <laughs> let's go to that. Let's right. play in knickers. Like <laughs> high socks. But no, like you, you talked about that. You're, yeah. you're okay with like the hoodies. Does this? I'm not okay with like the big ass like the name hoodies that have like Hokies across the front or like calves across the front. No, but like, like that, no problem. Nah, I have a problem with that. Like, I, I do. That's something I should be warming up for a basketball game. Nope. Like yeah. I think if it's cold, you wear quarters. Yeah, I don't. If it's recreational, that that's fine. That, that shouldn't that be, right there. that shouldn't be on the tour. See, I just don't, I just don't think that's a, if he wants to wear that at the range at his local club, yeah. yes. knock himself out. That's yes. Or kind of like what you said, if we're going to Woodbury, fine. But then again, I'll go Woodbury and I'll just wear a hoodie. Right, but so, uh, you wear a T-shirt. From the guy who hasn't worn golf shoes in ten years. Yeah, he had hey dudes on the member gas. Yeah, are you gonna wear shoes Sunday? I had Skechers on. Can you wear like an actual golf, golf outfit or golf outfit Sunday? Yeah, if you want me to, please. I'll dress up for you, please. I'll actually give you one of my snowman shirts and you can wear that. I bet Jack lays his clothes out the night before. Do you do that? Do you have he like, irons them. I've done it. Steams them. Not, no, no, not not have done it. I bet you. I've done it a, a fair. Well, no, no, no. I've never ironed them. I've definitely like for the member guest. I planned what I was gonna wear each day, like two I weeks knew, in advance. I knew it. I went out and bought a shirt the day, like right, a couple days before. See, I was like, this shirt's sick. I want to wear that on Saturday. Got it. My done approach it. to golf, at least in recent memories, is like. I'm wearing whatever. Like if it's a tournament, I know I gotta have a college shirt on and grab a college shirt. And I uh, wear like yeah. Oh, those aren't so painful. Says the guy that just like put wear a suit. I can't wear my Yeti shirt out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to play in it. You, you my, definitely uh, also go straight from the car to the golf cart. So you don't do I've I'll never seen Ryan hit on the range before with very tournament. I don't believe in it. Um but <laughs> fun fact this <laughs> said said no good golfer yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Bad. <laughs> That's not what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like not like I'm talking. What just sums up like me getting ready for golf? The President's Cup, 9 a.m. Because we played together. Yep. 9 a.m. tea time. I was in my 55. bed. I was in my no. I was in my bed at like 8:40, and I wasn't gonna play. And my dad's like, "You want to oh play gosh. today?" And I was like, "I don't really want to." He's like, "You play all the time in the President's Cup. It's like." Once a year, go play in it. And I was like, okay, fine. So you had to be up. convinced to play in it. And you yeah. finished second. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, Leo also told me to, you know, you should go play. And I was like, whatever. So I grabbed some stuff, ran out there, played the first hole in Skechers. And then I think I was like, you know, I probably should put some golf shoes on for this. But like, yeah, you know, four. And I'm like, Ryan, you're in Skechers. I was so like running late. I parked right below that parking lot at four. I parked there and got in the car with him. Man, you didn't even like go no, to the parking lot. No, I like picked him up. He put his bag on the cart, right. and I was like, "Hey, we're teeing off a of four. And he's like, "All right, I'm ready." And I was like, "Ryan, you can change it." After the t-shirt, I'm like, "Ryan, you're still wearing your Skechers." He's like, "Yeah, I'll go put on my golf shoes." I'm like, "Oh my lord." I mean, see, on, on the flip side of that, 
when I was in high school, I and a little after, I would maybe hit on the range a little bit regularly, and then come tournament time, I'd be like, I'm getting here two hours early, and I'm gonna hit on the range, and I'm gonna putt, and I'm gonna chip, yeah, and, I'm gonna, and by about the sixth hole, I'd be dead. Yeah. Like just could not. See, that's that's so a, now that's now, different. Now what I do if I when I do hit on the range, I try to emulate like playing nine holes. I'm like I'm gonna hit five or six drivers. I'm gonna hit a few pitching wedges. I'm gonna hit a few nine irons, and then I go play. Like play the first couple holes in order in yep. your head on the yeah. Range. No, I've done that's that. That's the way to do it, and that's what I've started to do. The reason, and I mean, you can probably give me some more professional knowledge on why this isn't a good idea because I'm sure it's not, but like. My thing with the range is one, I would get bored too quickly. Yeah. But the other thing is like, you know, I get the ranges about like hitting a correct golf shot under perfect circumstances. I get that. Just the being able to do the swing, but you like never have a perfect shot. You're it's gonna be a lie, or it's gonna be uphill, or it's gonna be down here, you're gonna have wind where the pins you're gonna have to draw it around something, or I was all more about the like the natural like like feel of hitting that golf shot because no golf shots the same oh yeah one of the first things i said when i got here though was like i'm a field player i don't hit a lot of balls either so when i'm on the range it's more of just kind of getting loose right. and i just want to yeah. i just want to feel like I'm the same it, just hit it solid a couple times i don't even know that i'm really aiming at anything or i'm just swinging i'm, I'm not going out there being like i want to cut this eight iron into the 150 flag three times and then i want to hit full you know full eight irons to the next flag like i i don't do that i'm trying to hit i'm literally just trying to hit the center of the face and be like okay this is my tempo can y'all perceive the depth when you're on a driving range especially the one at woodbury I have no idea how far oh, but you're hitting, landing from you're the hitting flag. shit golf balls and your yeah. club's going to be dirty. Like, but I can't even also, I can tell where it's, it's landing in knuckle. relation to the flag. It's also really easy, at least for me. Maybe this is just me, but like I'll hit a drive and like unless I'm like actually trying to like, all right, this needs to be between that flag and that flag. That's my fairway. Unless I'm doing that, it's like, you know, it's wide open. Sure, it looked fine. Yeah. I'm only when I go to that range or when I go to really realistically any range. The first 10 to 15 swings, I'm only taking wedges. You know, I'll work myself up to a 50, 75, 100% wedge. And then I'll take a, you know, that's 10 swings, 15 swings. And then I'll throw like an eight iron in my hand for five to 10 swings. And I'll throw drivers in and I call it quits. Or I'll do that. And then I'll play like the first two holes, like you said, like, cause I'll hit two iron off the first hole. And I'm like, I don't really want to just go raw into a two iron on the first swing. Take a couple of those off the tee. And then I'll go chip and putt. But it's the thing that a lot of amateurs do that I've talked with Kevin about this is they'll model their like they'll model their range session like before a round based on a tour pro. So like a a lot of times, like uh, I've seen the video multiple times on the Internet. It talks about Tiger's range session where he hits like he'll hit 17 wedges and then he'll hit three pitching wedges and then he'll hit four nine irons and like he'll there, there's like a certain number for each and then he'll like he'll do a ladder and he'll go all the way up the driver then back down i'm like dude you're not tiger like i'm not tiger nobody's tiger like you need to figure out what's going to work for you whether that be 10 swings or whether that's 200 swings i don't care but like you need to figure out something that's going to pertain to your golf you know because tiger was in his prime a lot of wedges and a lot of drivers yep. you know like ryan is not a lot of wedges and drivers on most courses, you know, like that, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're going to only hit wedges and drivers on most courses that you play, especially when we're playing back, you know, like, so it, it would benefit you. 
Right, but it would benefit you to go out there and be like, I need to hit eight irons and seven irons off the range. Yeah. At least, you know, more than a guy like I would. Well, see, no, I mean, me personally, my game, I mean, I was the only thing I was ever really, really good at was chipping. Yeah. I could get up and down all the time. And that's what I would worry about is my chipping because I might hit that eight iron, you know, or that six iron, depending on the distance. I might hit that 15 yards right, but I'm going to get it up and down. Yeah, that's gonna be my bar. It's, yeah. a, it's a good feeling when you're out in the fairway. You know, you can get up and down if you miss the green. Absolutely, that's well, not a, that's not a feeling I have. I don't have I don't it anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, your feel like with wedges, like first thing to go. So yeah, but well, that's when you're just not playing a lot. And when you were playing a lot, you were you were by far the best golfer in the group. So I think you just need to play more. Maybe retire early, and yeah, I'm sure Leo would love that. Um. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done, I'm honey. I'm done. I'm good. Let's let's go to Kingsmill. Um, I've got a nice tent we can pitch. <laughs> no, we're. Uh, I was going to tell you this. We're playing, and you've probably. I don't know when the last time you played it is, but me, Ryan, Kendall, and Michael are going to play Pack Saddle on Sunday. Nice. So. What time is it? Um, like, wants he wants early, so like eight thirty, nine o'clock. It's going to be really cold at eight thirty. Yeah, but I mean, we're doing so. Um, what we're starting to do now, we started with Tanyard, but it turned out not to be. You wouldn't play Tanyard. It, it wasn't the best audio video combo, but um, or course or course. And we went combo. to Tanyard, and it was just last week. This was last week, and it was awful. Okay, like when yeah, I say really. when I say it was like the fairways were like playing out of my backyard, but just cut a little shorter. Like they had like there was grass a, this everywhere. This sums it up. The fourth hole. In the fairway, they were cutting with a zero turn. Yeah, they were oh. cutting the fairways. <laughs> they were cutting the fairways they with didn't a zero even turn. Have like a legitimate. And it, it was, it was. They didn't have rakes in the traps. Not a single rake was on the course. I brought that up to my uncle. I said, Kevin, they didn't have a rake on the course. He said, Man, rakes are expensive. And I'm like, <laughs> You can have one fucking rake per hole. It's 18 rakes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. like just pick a greenside bunker. You don't need to throw in the fairway bunkers. When I t- there was not sand in the bunkers. The greens were actually. I'd say the greens are the best part of the course. Or well, maybe saving on the uh, zero turn is how they could afford the rakes. I don't think. Maybe. They're budgeting it. Maybe. Yeah. They definitely have some sort of budget system, but it was crazy so, to go out there and play it. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good one. Yes. Yeah. This is the oh, yeah. bunker. Zoom it. Put it, Man, up, like, put it up against the... Right I don't uh, call it out like that. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's too late for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, anyways, so what we're doing is we're going around all the courses... For now, it's Central Virginia, but we're hoping to like actually build a following right. and do Virginia, and then we'll see where it goes, but maybe go different places. I like it. But we're going around and rating golf courses, reviewing golf courses. We're going to our five like biggest things that we're doing are we're doing tees and fairways, so like your tee boxes and your fairways. We're yep. doing uh, greens and bunkers. Price is a big one because like value. Tanyard, if that course. Did you have a cart? We had a cart. Yeah. Like, what is like? Yeah, I'll do that. What's a good price? And it was, it was. It, it, okay, but look, look. It was twelve. What was it? it ten it, o'clock. It was ten o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, so it was a Tuesday. It was ten it was, o'clock on a Tuesday. Nobody was at the course. I mean, it's thirty dollars. Crazy. No, that no, that that was right what we would said that would have been okay. Yeah, I'd have been good with like twenty five to thirty. Thirty'd probably be the like my top. 
fifty. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> that's a. I paid thirty-five for nine. Thirty-five for nine. Yeah, fifty a, for eighteen. Oh, now, see, like one of my. Yeah, winter time on a Tuesday. One of my favorite values of recent memory is, and they, they probably don't do it anymore, or it's more expensive or whatever. Me and him used to go down to the Lake of the Woods a couple of years ago and play eighteen for what was like twenty-seven bucks. Twenty-eight. I played with you. Yeah, twenty-eight bucks. Yeah, like yes. eighteen holes. That was very cool. I'm not a huge fan of that course because of how tight it is and just high school. But yeah. we played it. Yeah. We played it when we sucked, and it was just bad memory. Yeah, it's like man, I've been out of bounds so many times on the. No, I think that place is fun. I think it's. I, I would like to go back. I think. I think that should be our next course that we go and do after packs it's out. It's a really fun. Captain we should Choice hit the batting cages too. I'm not warming up at that course. I broke two drivers there in high school. <laughs> On a batting cage. Because that was our range. Get oh, this. Oh, really? You, have you ever, I mean. Hey, I've, <laughs> hey and yeah. <laughs> tell, it might need its own episode, right? It, it <laughs> might need its own episode. But it, it's it's funny because we were, so, I mean, you've been there. You've played the course. Oh, yeah. Behind, it was almost like a maintenance shed, like slash cart barn. They had like little hitting bays where you could hit into nets to warm up. Okay. Okay. So I was warming up in ninth grade before a tournament and this was obviously back when i hit driver like 220 like 240 and then my next club down was a five iron okay <laughs> a little bit of a gap i smacked the like right above the head on the shaft of the club against the pole and snapped my driver in half before that tournament and had to play five iron on every hole did you play okay no no oh. no i never played it. i never we played did. okay then oh. No, driver, driver didn't help me anyways, but at least it went farther than every other club I had. And he's broke about the same amount of my clubs as his club. Well, okay, that was an accident. All right. Ryan decided Ryan decided that it would be a bright idea to lay his clubs down. Did I lay my did I lay your clubs down? You got them out the bed of the truck. Okay, so I put them down, but I put them next to my bag, so that yeah. makes it okay. Yeah, except mine was a little bit. I put them problem. down, I put them down right both my my bag and Ryan's bag right next to each other in the driveway of my house. Okay, I don't know who did it, but somebody drove over Ryan's bag, but not mine, and broke his three wood and his driver. <laughs> it had to be those two clubs too, right? Yeah, and I didn't realize it until we got somewhere to play, and I pulled that like it snapped the shaft, and it was in the head cover. No, it was oh. no, the best part. The best part. He was like, "Ah, oh, damn, I lost my driver," and then he goes the next hole. He pulls out his three wood and does the same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, the driver was broke. We got on the first trip, the first he at Old Trail. It was Old Trail. And, it was, and, yeah. And that's when you pulled you did out. Did it at Old Trail? Yeah. Yeah. His driver was broke. And that course is not short. We got to the first tee at Old Trail, and he was like, oh, "I got my three wood, whatever." It goes plus three wood. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but but but, but 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 Kevin did Kevin did help you out. I went from an M4 to an M3. He did. Okay. He yep, did. Now Kendrick's <laughs> currently hitting that M3. Yes, he is. <laughs> but you should have broken one of his clubs. Yeah. Well, I let him use my driver that day. I thought That's that was not fair. the same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it, he went from like a pool noodle to a two by four, so it's yeah. kind of fine. But anyways, what shaft do you play in your driver? I actually have a, a a stiff plus that I tip about an inch from the bottom. What is okay? What does that mean? <laughs> So where you probably have an X or a two X, two, two, yeah. So mine's a mine's actually when I buy it, it'll be in, it'll be in between a stiff and an X flex, but instead of cutting it from the top to make it forty six or forty five and a half inches, whatever you want, cut from the bottom, 
So, it so it's a little stiffness down to the bottom. Yeah, okay. At the top. I got you. That's cool. So that's cool. I actually just had to switch my. I was hitting that Ventus Black for a really long time. No, I hadn't been the month. What the month? What'd you do to them? I broke. I broke one at Woodbury on a swing. I broke it on number three, yeah, and then. Yeah, I broke it. I broke it on the swing at Woodbury on number three, and I hit it like 250. And then somebody out drove me, like, "Hey, man, I drove you." And I'm like, "That shouldn't happen." Like, what? What the hell? And I get up on four, and I literally go to put my tee in the ground. I told you this. And I land, like, I held my club, and I put my tee in the ground, and it snapped in half. And I'm like, "Damn it!" And that was a hazardous. Like, that was just like the stock shaft that it came with. And I'm like, "Oh, that's not that big of a deal." Played the member guest out at Spring Creek, got a shaft. When I was Ventus Black, and I was playing my practice round at Federal Club a week before the Alliance Cup. So this is October, like mid-teens October, right? Right. And I love that shaft. One of my favorite shafts I've ever used. And I go to, like, we're warming up on the range, and I go to, like, mess with something in my bag, and we're driving to the first hole, and my bag falls off the cart. And I'm like... Who put you know who played a practical joke on me? I'm looking at Kevin. I'm like, did you untie my bag? Because that's kind of funny. And he's like, I would never do that. Yeah, I'm that's like, pretty, okay, that's not funny. That's messed up. I said, all right, whatever. So we get to the first hole, and I pull out driver, and I go, oh man, this sucks. And he's like, what? And I'm like, and I show him my driver. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I use somebody else's driver, and I've broken. This is honestly turning me off a of Taylor made. It really is, because. I don't you 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 got the two like uh, you have that by the way right yep. Johnny gave it yep. to you. Um, I've broken two faces off that stealth one, that stealth plus face. Yeah. So uh, I, that's probably user error, me not hitting the center of the face, but I've broken two faces the, in two years. The face, like the face of the golf club. Oh, they're super thin. They will crack. Like really? I crack. I. I, like the, the carbon fiber? Yeah, like the first face I cracked face on the heat. The first face, like the it, on the heel side of the face, completely popped out of you know the what? club. You know, so you didn't, know what? You didn't crack the face. You broke like the seat. Uh, but yeah, I didn't crack. So the, how like, does that work? Is that a warranty thing? Yeah, it should be yeah. under warranty. It is. I, I, you know what? You know they the, sent us a new one. The biggest cause of that though is hitting range balls. Is it really just they're, like they're the hardest shit balls? Rocks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, I, yeah. I mean that's and that's probably. I mean, I had it for a year, and that, that was the first time I broke the face. Then I got the new head, and I was like, oh, this is a brand new face, and played it in the cold. Oh, yeah. You know, if I go play in the cold and you, like, miss hit a couple balls, whatever happens, like, I broke another face, but I broke – I actually cracked the front like the front of the face on that one, and it leaked up into the top of the club. So I had to get another face. That, I will say that was one of the best things about playing, like, a professional golf tournament. There's just freaking golf clubs everywhere. They have the trucks now. The trucks. There's just so many golf clubs, all kinds of shafts. And so could you just, like, go in and be like, hey, I need this driver to this yeah, spec? Yeah, or did I mean, they have it all listed for they, you? They they had tracking for who was taking what. And I, they didn't really say no a lot, but they certainly knew who the people were like me. Oh, dude. So we have yeah, our, our equipment cool. shed in college. No, like no. You didn't have to pay. I mean, some, you know, some of the guys had, like, their own, like, service technician guys who come in. Because like, we didn't have... You didn't screw the head to the shaft back then. You know, you had to take it apart and heat it. And it was epoxy. It. You had yeah. epoxy. Yeah. It wasn't, it was an overnight process. Yeah. Um, so they would have. So if you lost 30 if, heads with 30 different shafts already ready to go. But you had backup drivers. Like oh, you yeah. had backup Absolutely. plugs. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So you didn't ever yeah. have to play like a tournament without a driver. Yeah. So like when I, when I first got out of college, I, uh, I had all Mizuno. 
So I had, um, I didn't, actually, I didn't, I didn't use them as another driver. My irons, my wedges, they were all. They make was, good ones. They make yeah, good irons. irons, they're, irons just, they're still great. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, but I probably had six sets of irons. Um, basically, Holy two shit. different two different heads. They're all MP22s, MP18s, and I had three different shafts. Um, and I would use the one that was best for that, that golf course and the weather and things like that. And then each one would have a different grip on it. So does it make that big of a difference? Yeah. Depending when, you, when you're playing that well, every little thing, like I could, so I you got, could like feel it. I could feel it, and I I would have grips that were cord for the summer, the rain, and I would have like velvets for the like nice weather days, and so I'd have it set up that way. But I mean, when you're playing like, like for real golf, like you're getting trying to get that good, like I could feel one extra layer of tape in the grip. It, I, wanted, I had it just exactly the way I wanted it to feel. And you start to, you know, all that stuff starts to matter. And it's superstitious at that point too. It's almost like a placebo to where you're yeah. like, this doesn't feel right. You know, and I'm not gonna swing this club. That was kind of back in the right after like the great big birthday days, right? So yeah. like the this paint in the shaft was becoming a big deal. Like, how do you know which way to turn the shaft so that the graphite layer is facing backwards? That's nuts. Not down or up or, you know, it, we didn't have all the tools back then to just be able to turn the head and get it in there the right way. You had to right. put on a machine to have it oscillate to get it exactly the right way. And yeah, it's nuts. most people don't know what every golf shaft actually has a heavy side. I didn't. Yeah. No, I don't so think the, I'm good enough so to if know. You ever, but... if you ever watch a PJ tour event, the, they will actually, those guys, when they test golf clubs, the shafts are all black. There's no, there's no paint or anything on them, and they'll figure out exactly the ones that they want, and then they'll paint them because they want the graphics going backwards, so that you see it on TV. You ever see a PGA Tour player? Rarely will you ever see the graphics not facing backwards. Hmm. Most of us, it's either straight up or straight down. Yeah, theirs are going out because they'll test all their golf clubs with no paint, and they'll figure out exactly the way they want it, and say you're Roy McIlroy and you've got 30 drivers. They'll they'll give it and he'll figure out which thirty he wants and then they'll paint them. Hmm. Yeah, most people don't know that. I mean that's yeah that's insane. No, I never would have thought that would be a thing. For mid to high handicap, you're like average golfer. What do you think is like an underrated thing they can do to help their game? And I, we're talking equipment, so my mind's in equipment. That's what's making that question. So I think I think people should take advantage of the technology of the bigger head, especially with the irons that have the spring on them. Yeah. Yeah. For and, and and the the answer coming to my mind is now this doesn't go for somebody who's just picking up golf and yeah, it's trying to break a hundred yeah. still. But for people like I to to me the average golfer is like still trying to shoot. It's it's trying to break ninety. Like they're like a decent golfer, but they're not you know not good, I, I, not I, bad. I think for that stage. Use the same golf ball. I think that is underrated and underappreciated. A lot of those guys, like the 15 handicaps, are just hitting whatever the first ball is they pull out of their bag yeah. and go with it. I have found in the last year or two that playing a different ball matters. I, if I could give a 20 handicap, two pieces of advice. Number one, take one more club. How many yeah. 20 handicaps do you know that actually hit the ball over the green ever? Yeah. <laughs> and number two people don't realize they're not actually aiming anything like pick one target and hit it at that. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed at how much straighter the ball will go when you're actually aiming. And I, I don't mean like you said earlier in the driving range, I'm going to try to hit it in between these two flags. No, no, no. Pick one spot. And that's where you land it there. there. Yeah. Like, kind of like when you shoot a gun, aim small, miss small, right? Like aim at one thing. Yeah. I mean, that goes for pitching. That goes for a lot of sports, shooting, anything you're doing. But I think the biggest thing that, a lot of amateur golfers will focus on they'll go on like a youtube binge 
and like freak out and they're like, okay, well I need to line my feet up first and then I need to line my shoulders up first. And then my face angle has to be perfect. It's like, dude, like you think about four things at once on a golf yeah, swing, you're, nah. you're something's going to go wrong. I promise. There's people that stand there with the ball for like 30 seconds before they hit it. I don't know what you're thinking about the waggles, dude, just, Ooh. And I've noticed that about my game recently is I'm a, like I, I talked with Kevin about this too. I'm too slow. You know, I think too much. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I wasn't let, gonna let me, say it, no, I'm slow. I'll, I'll be honest. And I've sped up a lot, you know, cause I'm like, what's the difference of me getting up to the ball, lining it up for 10 seconds and then standing over it and looking up and then looking down and then looking up and looking down. It's like, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. You know, like just go up and just not go up and just hit it, but like, have your thought, have a routine, make it 10 to 15 seconds and go. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be, it's mine is different every single time. And I've thoughts, noticed that thoughts on practice wins. I don't take practice wins unless it's a wedge and I'm trying to feel how hard it I'm has been. Do. I read this too. It has been statistically proven. If it's you take a practice putt, if you take a practice stroke on a putt, it does not, it does not help you. It makes it worse. I don't agree with putting. Uh, yeah. That's just something here's, I've read. Here's my because I'll, I, I can like with a putt if I really want to feel a putt out, I will either walk halfway between the hole and try to get a feel for it there, or I'll do it one handed to try to get my tempo down, um, and see how it feels. I was, just, I, I was just saying what I read. I, I don't necessarily agree with the, it, but what I've seen now, this is Facebook, Instagram, it's more than I was true. I don't know, but they, but Tiger would do a thing. He said what he does is he looks at the hole and like makes his putt. Like yeah. his putting stroke. You have a, you've got some guys on tour that don't look at the ball when they putt. Yeah. Hmm? Or, but like Tiger setting up. They will line it up. The hole. They like, will line it up as they're hitting it. Yeah, yeah. On longer parts. Jordan Spieth, like five foot in, he'll he actually looks at the hole. He doesn't even look at the ball. Yeah. yeah on, lo- on longer putts, you're looking. Or things like that. On longer putts, you're looking because Sergio for a while better. there actually was closing his eyes. See, that's just some pure Jordan. feel. That's nuts. But I I would say for like a full shot, like the practice swings to me are more about just staying loose and like trying to just stay in the moment because right. how many times in a practice swing are you actually swinging a hundred percent? It's not, a, you're not really, it's not a no, full because you're not really taking divots. You're but not going to take the can, same swing. I think they can hurt because if you're not taking a swing that you should be trying to take at the ball, it's going to mess up your, you know, I feel like your distance and your timing and everything. I, f- I, I feel like more routine, like getting into yeah. the moment and the routine. It's okay. I don't know that you can sit there and make full swings. No, I think a lot of guys that treat like the, if you watch tour guys do practice swings, it's almost like they're trying to find a routine and their tempo and they're all, they're trying to find a cue within their swing yeah. that they need to feel before they can swing. You know, like a lot of guys will sit there with drivers and feel, you know, they're out to end path or they're into out path, depending on the shot type they want to hit. Right. And they'll take that practice swing and go, boom, ready. I'm in. Well, like if I'm hitting, like if I need to hit a fade or if I need to hit a draw, I'll like take some like half power swings with really exaggerated swing planes. Mm-hmm. Try to like get myself in that mindset to hit that draw or to hit that fade or cut or punch or whatever yep. it is. And you, a lot of guys do that. I mean, you'll you, I think it's you see it more off the tee than anywhere else with a practice swing. Yeah, I'd say one hundred percent. And I think that's, I mean, that there's a, there's a few, there's a couple caveats to that because you're walking in between holes. You had just been putting for five to 10 minutes, whatever it is. Hopefully, you walk up, you get loose again with a driver swing and then you go. Hopefully you're not waiting for 10 minutes. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I think if your practice swing is kind of help you visual, visualizing the shot, that's okay. But I don't take a lot of practice swings either. No, I, I played with a, I played with a kid 
that I've talked to, you know, exactly what I'm about to talk about that takes like three to four practice swings and then like takes 30 seconds to take a, take his full swing. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to take a practice swing, take one swing and then just go into it because you take three practice swings, they're half-assed, they're not good. And then you get into a swing that's not going to uh, benefit you as a player. Mr. Grable, who is as fast as a rougher as there is, his, his point on practice swings is if you don't take any practice swings, and it's an 85 or 90 degree day, and even you're in a cart by 18, you're exhausted. Oh, yeah. you're, you're starting to feel it. He if felt it. Take, he felt it in the uh, the you, last tournament he if played. If you're taking two or three practice swings per shot, that's three times as <laughs> yeah. many swings as you're taking. Absolutely. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, by 13, you're starting to feel yeah. it. Yeah. Now he told he seven. told me in the uh, bent putter that he was like, dude, I haven't played a full round in however long, and he he realized like how tired he was oh, after yeah. the 13th hole. He's like, dude, I was gassed on 13. <laughs> that's early. Steven. Grable. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And it's the truth. I mean, we, I mean, you have to think about it. We don't get tired on 18 holes, but like you definitely start to feel it after oh, the back. Not 90 degree days. Absolutely. Start to feel you ever it, so. walk 36 in a day? I have. Yeah. That, that, I did it with these cats. Do it. When you do it, 36 holes back to back. Like back walking, when we used that, to, like, we're 14 playing spring Creek. Like I remember walking at least. I, I, I think we walked about in a tournament. I've never played 36 holes in a tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah, because most of the college events were either 36-18 or 36-36. That's a different angle, 36 back-to-back. But you're carrying your bag. Oh, yeah. Like, I carried – so this was the first time I ever caddied, and that was, like, in the Hermitage tournament when I was playing – or caddying for Kevin. Like, you're tired carrying a bag. Oh, wow. And that was not a a tour-issued bag. Like, that was a carry bag. And I'm sitting there – like, there is no way that I could play four rounds of golf in a weekend and not be dead by the second day. We would – I didn't do it so much professionally, but in college, you know, if I was going to have five or six pair of shoes for like spring golf, like in the off season, like for off season running and training, I'd do it in my golf shoes to break them in. You have blisters all over your feet. Yeah. But if you didn't do it then and break them in, by the time the season you're came, man, you're going to be, you're never going to walk. No, we did the same. We did the same thing with our cleats in baseball. We're yeah. like, we would get our, we'd get our season cleats like halfway through the fall and guys are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get them dirty. I'm like, dude, you better fucking you better wear them, wear them now. Like yeah. you're going to be crying in February yeah. when you're in an outfield, you have blisters the size of quarters, like on yeah. your heels. Yeah. It's nuts. And I was just never, I, I could never just go into like, let's say I forgot my cleats one day and I had to go buy like a $50 pair yeah, of good luck new that. balances. That, like that felt good. It was awful. Yeah. So bad. But there was one, there was one more story that I wanted to bring up and you talked about it and it was when you were playing in the u.s amateur mm-hmm. and it was when you were young and yeah i was getting ready a to, certain name was yeah old, yeah and he I, was uh, on a streak yeah i was uh it's getting ready to turn 11 i was 10 then i qualified for the u.s amateur um That's like, like the that is the yeah, u.s yeah, amateur yeah, yeah and i remember getting big one. yeah it's a pretty big tournament most yeah. people probably heard of it um and I got on the first tee, and there was cameras and media everywhere. And I remember looking at my dad and being like, oh, man, this is awesome. They're here for me. And you were 11? I was teeing up with Eldrick Woods. <laughs> we played 11 holes in match play. And he waxed you. I lost. Hey, hey, that he was playing from the same tees and in yeah. the same group as Tiger Woods. I well, you were the 64 seed, right? Yeah, yeah. I was dead last. He was one, and he was the two-time defending champion. This was his six in a row. But I wish I'd kept the scorecard. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't. Well, you also I mean, you don't no know. Idea you don't know at that, that time. You don't know at that time. Some I, I've heard on these some of these golf podcasts that I listen to that Tiger's a couple years before he went pro is like the most dominant golf that's ever been played. Dude, he had like, back to back area. to back U.S. Yeah. U.S. But it was three in a row. It was six in a row with the juniors. It was right. three juniors yeah. and three amateurs in a row. That is just they, they, they nuts. Say that, I've heard some people, like some people who pay a lot of attention to golf, say that that. That is that is the craziest thing he ever yeah. did. And if you think about it, it's not just that he had to play good golf. Think about how much match play that is. He also means he never ran into a guy that just went off one day and lost because of who he was. He just he would just he was the one going off. Yeah, it's crazy that you're a part of that. It's it's definitely it's, it's definitely it a story to write home about. I mean that's not made him sweat. Yeah, I took, I took an L. <laughs> but yeah, it's I got to. I got to experience a lot playing golf. Um, and I got to travel all over the place. I got to see places and meet people that most people would never get to. Um, my business, my professional career, it's it's helped me immensely. I've gotten to, I get that phone call for all the leadership of companies, Captain's Choices, saying, "Hey, come play with us," and that definitely helped me in my professional career too. Yeah. After golf, absolutely. And you learn you learn early to look people in the eye and shake their hand. That's and, the businessman's game. And, and, and how to. Had to go to that first tee with a bunch of guys you don't know and kind of just jump right in, and it, it goes a long way for you for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's in it's it's a staple in the business world. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to take a client out, show them a good time, whatever it is, or just getting to know somebody, great place to do it's on a golf yeah, course. No, no, you know? no doubt. Because pressure's off at that point because you're just playing golf as yeah. somebody that likes to enjoy and play golf just as much as you do. Well, just you just go out and you become friends. Yeah, just thinking about life too. Like, how many hobbies can you do for forever? Especially yeah. like physical. Uh, you yeah. like a stamp collector forever, but like <laughs> stick, like, dude. Yeah, but even like stamps. Like something, why stamps? Uh, yeah, hold on, let's back up. Why yeah. stamps? Where did the stamps come yeah, from? Yeah, make it make it a little cooler, like a coin collector. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Some Pokemon um, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can um, make money off of that. But Oof. even even like the, in my mind, like hunting. Like I think I'll be able to play golf longer than I'll be able to hunt. Like no. climbing up in a tree stand, dragging a deer, gutting a deer, like yeah. But, yeah, but then you're gonna have grandchildren that'll be like, well, hey, yeah. You go, hey, come get me in the woods. You're dragging this boy. Yeah, like, like I'm, yeah. I could sit in a chair and pull a trigger, but like Absolutely. actually doing all of it, I think I'll be able to pull that trigger. Still not gonna feel good. No. <laughs> No, he's going. He's going to have some. No, 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 no. Seventy. That's how hey, they, they're going to come out. They're going to come out with some new gun technology to where there's not going to be a kick on a thirty out six. Like uh, no way. Club with the push and the button. No, oh, he's going to get to the yeah. point where he's got his gun in the tree stand. He's in his living room. He's going to go. And go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely think I'll be able to play golf longer than on my own power. I'll be able to hunt. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be walking to the tree stand when you're eighty. I'm going to be dragging out a hundred and fifty pound deer a quarter mile through the woods. No, seventy five years I mean, old. No. Like Johnny Faulkner, he gets out there all the time. I do, yeah. I wish they're grinding every day, man. I wish Johnny, I wish Johnny would have played in at least one tournament this year, just with the his. You know why he doesn't? No, because he's cheap. And well, I'll say that to his face. That's fine. I mean, there's a lot of guys that don't play out there because they're cheap. Twenty dollars. Is that? There's a guy. There's a lot of people that don't want to pay twenty. There's a guy that there's a guy not in the room, but a guy that we've played with a lot. That does not go play in those tournaments because it's and he's, too he's very good at golf, and I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that. yeah, it's ridiculous. I've well, tried to get him to play in tournaments. Yeah, I would say there's more than one. Yeah, there's two of them that are really good. Thanks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. One of them will so, say it to us face. So we're not, we're not. The other one I really don't know well enough. We're not, we're not saying, hey, you're cheap. We're not name dropping right now, are we? I mean, you can. Right, you know, you know that guy better than we do. <laughs> I mean, I would say if he was sitting here, I would say we talked about him earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the other one's the best golfer at Woodbury. Yeah, I got you. 
Yeah. I, yeah we're thinking about the same people. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's nuts. It, I just don't understand it. I, I just don't like it's it's 20 bucks or it's 25 bucks. And most of the like if you're going to any other golf course and you're going to go play in the club championship or the, you know, the match play like bent putter that we have, it's 200 bucks. Oh, I got it. You know? I, I got it. I got a perfect example for you. Our member guest was $125 a person. I don't know. We're all on the same page here, so I'm preaching to the choir. But our member guest was $125 a person. You got three rounds of golf, three meals, tea gifts, free raffle prize, tea gift, raffles, a really nice scoreboard keeping thing for $125 for a whole weekend. I played in a one day captain's choice with a barbecue, lunch, and no giveaways. What do you think it costs for that day? Probably 150, 150. 125. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my, uh, my uncle Kevin, who played in it, he was like, We played in three damn days of golf at Woodbury. Yeah, but the yeah. problem, but the problem really that I had with it with, with a two thousand dollar purse, and that, and the crazy, and this, and yeah, this is absolutely, and this is something that I've I've taken into account because this was the first time that he and I ran the tournaments, right? This was our first time ever doing this. And our main goal from everything is that we wanted we wanted more people to play in tournaments, right? Yeah. We were like, hey, we want to make it to a point where everybody can play. We handicapped a lot of the events. We made it cheaper. We tried to be like, hey, free drinks and beer, like free food, like whatever it was. It was like a part of the money that you put in. It was 20 bucks. And we realized like there was no matter, and this goes for anything in the service industry, sorry, anything in the service industry, no matter what you do, somebody's gonna be pissed off. Well, you know, somebody's gonna be yeah. angry. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. gonna yeah. somebody's gonna complain. Yeah, well, and that killed you. And it, I hated it, but I had to learn. I had to like. There would, and be, I, there would be one person fussing about something in the tournament. I'd be like, Jake, you've got thirty people signed up. Like, fuck that one person. Like, we no, I agree. It, it it filled up, so everyone yeah. that didn't complain, sorry. You right, and that was never please every single person. Right, and that was the hardest thing for me was because I'm all like. I mean, you guys get this and you guys are my best friends, so you understand it, but I'm definitely a people pleaser. You know, like I, I try to please everybody and it's impossible and it sucks. Right. And this taught me, this yeah. taught me to get thicker skin and be like, you know what? Yeah. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't have to play. And here's another thing too. Woodbury is an animal all its own. Yeah. From A, it being a nine hole course to B, it being an older member group to all these other reasons. It's like when you would say, oh, well, Kevin does it like this. It's like, Kevin don't know how Woodbury works. Yeah. Woodbury is completely different but you know what, though? anything. If you give priority next year to the people that played this year and just let it keep that's, going, the people that are out on the outside, they're going to realize what they missed. That's exactly what our plan was for Bent Putter. And I, I mean, the member guests, the club championship, President's Cup, all that. People, I didn't even play in all of them, but the – you played never, every single thing except the. Yeah, when I was here, I, if I was here, I played. Yeah, um, you played everything except the bent putter. But the like what we talked about, and this goes, I think the bent putter, I think there should be almost like a FedEx coin or a, a FedEx point qualifier to be able to play in it, or like you have to play in a certain amount of tournaments to be able to qualify for it, or some type of something to where you can't just sign up and have like a twenty-five handicapper go out there and be like, just I'm on the bent putter team. Just take a Saturday and. Have a qualifier, right? And it well, goes. We can't it, even get people to want to play it two days. Yeah. And that was the crazy part for me. Is like we were gonna offer. We were gonna go from what was it, thirty-five bucks? I think it was like thirty-five bucks. You get a shirt and you get a dinner and drinks. Yeah, that's. And we we're like, dude, 
we could push this to two days. We could have a home and home, one at Culpepper and one at Woodbury. And we could host a hell of a could, tournament. Could even do and we couldn't even convince those guys to be like, hey, let, let's let's think about this. Like the guy for Culpepper was like, absolutely not. Like NFL football's on Sunday. And we were like, what about two Saturdays? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I can't do two Saturdays. He's like, come play golf for free. Like, I'm like, dude, you get to play a course that you don't play a lot. Can, like, what are we doing? Can we raise the price of the member guest next year? I, 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 so, I want to go higher. I, I think okay, well, what we did. Deal, we were scrambling for teams at the price we were at. Were we? Not really. So. No, no, for, no, 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 because we raised it, but we did raise it from 21. It was 20, always, always going to be 24 teams. It was, it, well, we had to like, beg Spence to play. It was never going to be 18. It was going to be four flights. But was it the. I don't know what the reason was. I don't know if it was the money issue. I think it was more that we're scrambling for teams. Also, like, I mean, I think we'll have more people sign up next year. You know, the older, at least of me, the older I get, the less time I have to go play golf like four or five days in a row. No, I'm with you on that one. And that's the truth. And I I feel like that's probably a lot of people out there because Woodbury doesn't have a gigantic membership compared to some of these, you know, clubs. Um, So, I mean, with the limited members still trying to get the same kind of turnout ish as mm-hmm. some of the, you know, nicer golf courses. And those golf courses have the amenities that we don't. I mean, that's, well, that's the, a big thing. The one part, like if we talked about raising the price, like there's going to have to be something that makes that price worth it. You know what I mean? Like the, like spring Creek well, does just, it. Green Hills does it. They give shoes out. I'm just talking about like the aspect of getting people. I'm not talking about trying to raise the price or change anything. I'm just saying like, with a smaller membership group, finding people that have the time for like the bent putter two days in a row. If I, I couldn't play in the bent punter anyway, but if I was going to play in the bent punter and you changed it to two days, cuts my likelihood in half of playing. Then I why don't get two days in a row? Then if you, if you're willing, if we're willing to do that, we have to realize that we're going to get less people to sign up. Yes. But See, sure. I, I just, there aren't a whole lot of people who are trying to run three businesses. I have a hard time thinking, like, I don't know. I'm not very sympathetic to people who are like, I can't play golf for free and get a free meal two Saturdays in a row or well, two Saturdays like, out it, of the month. It's, it's individualized. It doesn't have to be like what I do or what – I mean, you your kids play softball. My daughter has softball like yeah. every single weekend. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's you're brutal. not missing that to go play it's in a brutal. tournament. It, it is, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> but like, I mean, whether it's – She better be going D1. That's all I'm saying. Or whether, I mean – you know, I got a family function to catch because, I mean, it seems like I – in mean, my life, it seems like every weekend there's well, you got to prioritize. Well, yeah, and golf's not at the top. Right, and that's not going to be at the top of the list for no, a lot of people. That's me. That doesn't mean it's got to be not at the top of the list for somebody else. If, if it's a if it's just a pickup round of golf at Woodbury for no reason, then, yeah, sure. And, but if it's the President's Cup, if it's the bent putter, and my family is like, hey, let's do something, I'm like – Absolutely fucking not. I got plates that day, buddy. <laughs> This or, or I gotta go tee it up. Or if my work is like, hey, there's this meeting this day, and I'm like, no, that's the President's Cup. Like, I, I can't. I'm this not doing so that. this is this is my thought process behind the tournaments and what I want it to turn into. Okay, because I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you're gonna hold your membership still. I'm still gonna hold it, so I'm gonna be out there, and I, I don't know if I'm gonna run the tournaments the way we have, but I hope so. I, I meant like somebody's from gotta, somebody's got to do the work somebody's got to do it, and it's not fun. So I'm gonna need help. Maybe Scott Clore will do it. Um. What I'm saying is I want, like, for the Ben Potter especially or for the club championship or for the President's Cup, like, I want it to be a fucking honor to play in that thing. 
You know what I mean? Like I want it to be like this is this is this means something to me. You know what I mean? That's yeah. gonna be hard at Woodbury. For the bent putter. I bet you want one of those. Or that. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the that like that meant I mean well, see, when it when in that little little thing was actually like a big deal to that, I think my name's actually on that. I thing. think it is. Yeah. I think that's, that's we still have to update it too. too. Because there's five people that can win it in every turn. I got it. But but twenty five other people that want to play and they're not winning that. So that's but, what's hard about Woodbury. Ninety five percent of the members know they have no chance. Yeah. Well, so that goes. I mean, but that goes for Spring Creek as well. Like they, they. So this, they, they yeah, actually did something. There, it might be twenty people that could win. But they did something that I thought was interesting that we didn't think of in the club championship. Okay. So after. No, 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 no. After the first day, they put it into flights, and they had a, based on your score, you had a championship flight, you had a first flight, and you had a second flight. Fine and dandy, but there's one winner. There's the one true winner. But you still give out like a consolation prize to the first places in the first and second flights. And also, my my issue, my, my well, my hang up at Woodbury is yeah, there's a lot of great ideas. I've had a few ideas, but it's like you got to do it, and somebody's got to do it. Yeah, but we 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 did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mean, that I was had, this was the first year that anybody had ever done anything. No, it was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I, mean, I thought I, overall it was pretty successful. I had the idea of doing teams, which like you put teams of. 10 people i'm good with that yeah and then at the end of the year it, the winner of that gets gets a pizza party yeah, or get him a dinner at silk mill for uh, free everybody gets a shirt winners but then somebody's got to do it and somebody's got to keep up with it yeah. that's and that's a lot yeah it's back to the time thing that's a lot it, it, so if you do something like that i can tell you i can't commit to something like that because i won't make enough of the events to be able to justify right. doing it right yeah. i just i won't well yeah see that's from in my mind it was everybody's on the team. Everybody on that member list is on the team. And then you get the phone numbers of people on the team. And then maybe you do get a text on Thursday saying like, Hey, maybe you should come Thursday. And it might remind you to come one Thursday when softball got canceled. Right. And it would be, it would, it would almost be like a, it, it would be like a reminder, like, Hey, I, I can't let my team down because if I show up, it's a point. You know what I mean? So that's why I won't commit in the front end. So I'm not going to go down that road. Right. And I think, and that's why it's hard. But what I'm saying is, what I would like those tournaments to turn into, especially the gross ones, is I do not think that the bent putter should just be whoever signs up plays. Just take the top, just go in handicap order, but people that keep their handicap and give the, you know, if it, I don't know how many people play in it, but if there's 10 people, if the top 10 handicaps at Woodbury want to play, they're in. You're, you're barking down a wrong road there, buddy, well, because then people are just going to be like, yeah, I'm a five. Yeah, and like then, oh, I'm a five. Yeah, and then people, and shoot eighty. Or people are, nine. People are a four. Say, it'll be, it won't be eighty. Eighty nine. Got a hundred and three. I'm a three though. I yeah, like, I swear it's just a bad day. People like are, you lost fifteen balls, dude. Like you're not four in their last score. You went in the clubhouse and bought another box <laughs> and turned. But like I, I think there has to be. I think there should be a qualifier, oh. at least one qualifier for the bent putter. That's the one tournament that I'm like, you know what? That it. That's it. Do that. Sign up for president. Sign up for club championship. Don't care. Those are both going to be gross. Well, did we, we did no. We did club championship net too, didn't we? We did all of them. We did. It. We did net and gross. But I, I am with the, with the buddy White, how he did it. Three, three winners, three gross, three net, and be done with it. Like, yeah, there's better ways to do it. Yeah, there's more involved ways to do it. But for, like, I'm not opposed to the two gross and four net because everybody can win net. Only five people can win gross. So, like, I'm okay with that. 
but when Ross was doing his damn flights and people were by themselves in a flight and getting their we money don't, back. We don't, we don't mention that name yeah. in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, 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 door, no, that name to, is banned at the door. We had to, it was like pulling teeth to, to get a gross <laughs> prize. Yeah, like, speaking of, are you going to sell t-shirts? Are you going to market t-shirts? I don't sell out. I, don't sell I, feel like, I feel like you have an opportunity. I think we could. Absolutely. Still waiting on my hat. I know. I can get you one. I got them at the house. Just remind me when we go out and golf, I'll get, I'll grab you one. Is it the Haney hat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a big head though. It may not fit. Hey, dude, I have a massive head. All right. We're good. But no, the, I think that there's no way we can turn back and go back to like how the tournaments used to be run. I think we had such a success this year. I'm not saying like I'm not saying what you were saying is hey, wrong. What was different with? I mean, I wasn't at the club championship. But what was different with the Presidents Cup than normal year? Um, the president. No, I mean it was just the, like the the detail on the scorecards and like the food and like the signups and like how we ran and the tournament was that's different. Perfectly fine, and that's great. And you did a lot of that, and everybody should be appreciative of that because that took time. But you got to have somebody that's got the time to do that. Right, and I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm probably not going to have that time for long, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, my job's pretty quiche currently like i do have a lot of time on my hands but don't tell people that went right no no but when we're you know when you have when you have the time i had and like i'm a i'm super into detail and trying to make everything nice like of course like i'm gonna spend some time on that like when i have the time to do it but now does kevin run the tournaments at spring creek well he has three assistant pros under him yeah well that's what I'm, that's even better like Kevin plus three people run their tournaments. It was, it was literally a staff. Right. It was Michael and I, and then Scott, we'll see that some, one. and then Pascal would be like, hey, you th- <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd be like, Pascal, I don't really want to do that. He'd be like, oh, okay, Jake, whatever. Well, and then, then we'd and then do it anyways. On the other end, when Jake was like, well, Kevin said we should do it like this. Yeah, but you have to understand where I'm coming from, bro. Like, like, doesn't know how to There's a lot of works. Kevin says. There's a lot of Kevin said because – Kevin runs a tight ship and like, that's all I know. And he's good at it. Yeah. That's why I did it but that then way. Just from my perspective, it was like, I've been at Woodbury for 10 years. And well, Woodbury is just, now we get a year under our belt. You know, we, we went through the growing pains and we you had some really good moments. We're not trying to do it very long. We're no though. longer rookies. We're no longer. Yeah, we're basically, we're no, basically we're tenured rookies. veterans. We, we need expectations down. We don't need them. It's too bad. Too late. <laughs> we need, what we really need to do is figure out like that league night. Because the senior league night, I stumbled. I played golf on a Friday morning. I, I don't know if it was a Friday. It was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday morning. So you play a lot of golf. Whatever it was. I did. Seven days a week. I, not seven. It's six. In the summertime, it might have been seven. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> I'd go every day. But when I went out there one morning, I was playing with Logan. It was a Tuesday in July. Okay. First off, how are you playing on a Tuesday in July? It was on Friday. He played the Friday. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was it was a day I had like I took PTO because Logan Logan wanted to play golf and I was like you know what I'll do it and I showed up at 8:30 in the morning. Okay, there was 35 seniors in the parking lot and they had run their own tournament and they were doing like they're retired. They were doing their league. You understand they have nothing to do. Right, but yeah. that's the thing that pissed me off is like you're playing this. You're getting their biscuit and coffee before right. they went to the golf Right, course. but I'm saying like that. that's what pissed us off is like why in the hell could you not just go out and play on a weekend like a with the rest of the membership? They are. It's ridiculous. It's a little bit creepy. Yeah. It's awful. And like, and I tried to play with them one time. I was like, hey, you mind if I join in? Like, I didn't know any Zero of them. Zero chance. They're like, no, absolutely not. 
I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'll, I'll just go and screw poor, myself. And poor Jimbo Fisher. Like, I'm sure he likes to play with him. But he, he'd come play in our tournaments and be like, I don't know why all those guys are so pissed off all the time. Yeah. They're all talking shit about us the whole time. And it's like. Yeah, I because we exactly because we tried to cancel the senior club championship. Like, who the fuck's ever heard of a senior club? Yeah. Oh man, they like, they got so mad at that. Like three seniors play in the club championship. I got a well, I got an email. Be easy. I'm almost there. I'm almost ready to be a senior club champion. Oh, I got to dominate those Dude. old guys. I got You're not gonna win that thing. Or no. <laughs> that I got any. I remember. I remember getting the email from Ross while I was on the course. Say his name. No, that was the reply all. That was the reply all, where he basically just called me an idiot in front of 150 people. I was so, so mad. And that was about the senior club championship. That was when we combined the tournament. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I need to like go off on this guy. If it's one thing, if you had like a hundred plus people for a senior club championship, they had like six. Yeah. Uh, They did did like 20 or 30 last year. There was a lot more people that played in that. But my whole point was like, why not do them on the same day? Yeah, but you, no, no, the best part was is that you could win the senior club championship, but also the no, club championship. No, back then you could because it was two different weekends. That's that's well, Ross was running it, right? And but he that wanted to win, shouldn't both. be able right. To do and that. Ross wanted to win both because he was running the tournament. You shouldn't be able to do that. That's exactly why we didn't do there, it that way. There, there were four people, three people that might have been pissed off about it. Larry Haney, Spike Richards, and, and Ross Tapley. You know, I talked to Spike halfway through the summer. I'm like, Spike, you haven't played in a single tournament. He's like, you're doing such a good job. I'm like, Spike, <laughs> you don't know. Like, just come out and play one tournament, and, like, you'll see that we're not just trying to change everything here for just the fuck of it. Like, just come out and play. He's like, oh, I'll be at the next one. And then yeah, he, only, he only comes out to play like the 30 minutes before a big tournament. Yeah. Oh, dude. When <laughs> when Moose when Moose came out before I forget what tournament it was. Shoot, it was one of those tournaments that started at nine, and he's out there at eight o'clock, and he's on the fifth hole. And I'm like, hey, Moose, like we got a tournament at nine. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, I'll stay out of your way. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're talking. No, about. like the course is shotgun. Like you're not yeah. gonna go anywhere. Like you need to. He was to leave. dead serious when he told you he'd just stay out of the way too. No, he was he like, was yeah, I'll stay out of the way. Serious. And I'm like, no, no, course is closed. And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, well, he said, well, what time are you guys going off tomorrow? And I said, we're going off at nine. He said, well, I'll be here at eight. And I'm like, enjoy yeah, your yeah, hour yeah, of golf. Hour. Like this is ridiculous, dude. Okay, I mean, you can play, you can play nine in an hour. He can't play nine in an hour. He can't take. He can't play four holes in an hour. What do you think the quickest me and you've ever played eighteen at Woodbury is? Yeah. I played. I that's played an hour and a half at Spring Creek that, one that, time. That's when we we would have our own carts. So we're basically yeah, playing yeah, yeah. That's yeah. getting it though. We are uh, both hitting it good, like hitting it down the middle, hitting it up towards the green. Yeah. When like, he was like nineteen, and I was like eighteen. There was one Saturday. That we went out and we just our goal was to play as many holes as we could. And we play like, like 70 75 in the day. Yeah, I couldn't that's do that. That's anymore. like I don't think I could physically do that. I couldn't. That's four hours. Four we, we we got there at like eight a.m. We went to sheets at about twelve thirty, and then we went back till dark. We played about seventy five. It's four rounds of golf. It's a lot of golf. It's also like you said, we're in our own carts. We just get out. We don't need to like let me see how far this is. What's the wind? Get out and just hit the ball. You played the same hole eight times. How, yeah, think about that. There? That's pretty dope. I like that. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna eventually do a live stream, and this is how we want. Like, oh, I like while it. we're waiting for the live stream to start. No, I like it. That how many people actually watch this? Do we know? Give it four. To- no, it's not four. Um, no, three. So our average is like six or seven, but we haven't. 
we haven't promoted like the last 10. We haven't even put them on like an Instagram story. Got it. When we were doing that, it was like 30, 40, 50. Really? Much. The highest one we had was like, like 70, 70 or 80. And then we had a total, we had a total viewer count on one of them at being like 400 or like 300. Wasn't that at? Or something um, like that. There's been a few. There was a number where we were shocked it was that high when we looked. <laughs> but that was back when we were promoting it and we didn't sound good. Like our audio sucked. So and we kind of quit promoting it while we're figuring all this shit out. And this is, so this is the first one to where we're like actually confident that it's going to look good and it's going to sound good. I gotcha. We I actually have. Good, but... Well, we have like a. We, oh, God. Yeah, it's really not going to look good. But we have like a. We have an actual niche and we can market it to that niche, if that got makes it. sense. No, got it. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Too, when it was just when it was just us talking to Kendall, we had no focus, had no goal. Yeah. So it was like, who do we I market did. this to? We were talking. Kendall. Exactly. Yeah, we were talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, our closest yeah. thing was like a comedy podcast. And yeah. It wasn't really a comedy podcast. Wasn't funny. So, yeah, we weren't. I mean, we, we were laughing. Comedy it wasn't like, podcast. It was an uncomedy podcast. Yeah, we were trying to be funny. We no, would seriously go around. That was our closest like oh. niche. We would seriously go around and be like, "All right, so what's your biggest conspiracy theory?" And I would lead off saying like that I didn't think the I, no, I didn't think the again. pyramids were built by the Egyptians, and I'd say it was like built by the aliens or something. And then that would spark conversation. Obviously not so, fucking true. What I'm do gonna you guess, think? I'm gonna guess that was one of those shows where you had more people in the podcast than what you <laughs> yeah. Probably because they turned it off and they're like, yeah, "This they kid's an off idiot." Sure. Hey, we only need like 30 seconds to get that to get that, to get that view. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. But all right, so going forward, I'll I'll open it for so like get all the iPhones you know and just listen to it for 30 so, seconds. So yeah, so the cool part about what Michael's planning on doing with the podcast is we're gonna like timestamp it. So we'll say like we talk about this at this time, and then we have another subject at this time, and then have like two or three timestamps in the info bar, and be like, all right, if you want to skip forward, skip forward. A lot of the times that we're gonna be interviewing people. We'll like timestamp it as when it starts and when it ends and like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So hopefully that be- boosts thing, viewership. One thing that the barstool people do that I kind of like is they'll like introduce their guest and they'll talk for like 10, 15 minutes about whatever. And then they'll be like, okay, and then here's our interview with so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'll cut to the interview. So then that interview, you can like, edit it and trim it and whatnot right, right. and you can still show it live like like they like to um and personally i really like the barstool like i their podcasts are so entertaining they're so like informal it's just regular old guys talking about anything i don't want to be like a cbs podcast no, no, this, is, this is not going to be a 60 minutes yeah. production yeah no i want to i want to do like what i want to follow the barstool because they are so what do you want to do like two hours of b-roll and try and cut it down into like 45? No, what I want to do is click start on a live stream and let it and go. Roll okay. For, an for, the, for the live stream and yeah. then for like the to YouTube. Yeah. And then that hour and a half clip, if there is, I mean, there shouldn't be any dead time. We're we're decent at talking about anything, but post that hour and a half audio clip. Maybe put it into some AI audio editor just to like clean it up a little bit. Then post that to Spotify, just the audio clip to Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, you. whatever. I like the old method of just talking to Kendall. Well, those days are over. Well, you can call Kendall. Yeah, you can you can call Kendall right after because you do have his number. I wouldn't call him after this. He's definitely busy. Um, <laughs> what time is it over yonder? I'll call him later. <laughs> just call him at like one. He'll still be awake, having a dream. All right, we are closed in on two hours here. Oh, geez. Yeah. 
Well, time flies when I'm here. Time flies when you're having fun, man. That's what it is. But we definitely appreciate you having coming on. Uh, anytime. Glad making making the tough the tough trip time. from Orange. It's a long way. <laughs> I, I hope this takes off, man. This was fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. We had a. a it's definitely cool that we we could interview you for our first so, guest. If you don't have it yet, you got to get a board where all your guests either sign something or like. Um, I could go. You know what? I'm gonna go run to the house and get a. Oh yeah, sign that. Yeah, you get you get, like all your guests no, have, no you shit. have to have a guest board. No shit, sign that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get you. I got a pen in the house, and you're gonna sign okay. that in big black all letters. All these years later, still signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never you never don't practice your autograph, man. Yeah. But now I'm nervous. That, oh, stop. You yeah, you are the first one. So if you do turn if you do mess up, thing around and zoom in on a signature. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So that that wraps it up. So please like and subscribe, and keep it tight.